0: Hit that button. All right, there we go. Uh, welcome. We're live. We're only two minutes late. We didn't have any technical difficulties. No technical difficulties today. So that's always a good sign. Uh, we have a very, very fun show today. We're going to do redraft running back rankings. We have a little bit of news. We're not going to spend too much on news. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to get into this. Uh, as always, if you have your comments in the live chat, those are the most important. Uh, we'll, we'll focus on that. Uh, other than that, Uh, We'll we'll get into the news and the rankings, but we have um, Ryan and Conan here today. So we will, um, you know, we'll talk about that. So, yeah, uh, first, Ryan, how are you feeling? You know,
1: I could be better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, here we go. See, yes. Oh, here it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, Ryan's sick today, uh, but I really appreciate him um, powering through and all that. Uh, I know it's not easy. I've definitely done a few shows when I've been sick. I was sick during the, the NFL draft streams, actually. That we did <laughs> those five and so Those that was, I tell you, that was hell. <laughs> Dude, I
1: had uh, like a 102 fever today, bro. I was bro. High. Yeah. You know,
0: I had a similar fever uh, the Thursday night that we did the draft. Friday, I felt a little better, but that was yeah. So five and six hour streams. We, we're not gonna. This is not gonna be a super long show, but uh, we'll, we'll get. To, we promise we'll get to all the running backs that matter. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So um, Conan, so I, we you were on that. We on Thursday or Friday on the draft? I was market.
2: I was uh on ten o'clock I out for the first night. Mm. It was a ton of fun. We ended okay. up staying for like what four hours or something. Yeah. I was I was scheduled did, for an hour. I said you know did we I'm get not to your, leave?
0: Did we get to your game that you had then, or did I did I like <laughs> just kind of no? Past and, uh, we didn't no, get. There.
2: I mean we were we were busy covering oh, some damn. of the weird picks that were happening, especially okay. by my my Patriots and the the yes. cold train. Uh,
0: strange pick yes
2: exactly exactly so i don't think we we quite got to it but
0: (laughs) all right yeah no we i promise so i promise the people that we will do uh, and we might do i might do this as an extra show so we will do a game show eventually um i promise
2: yeah no i I
0: we will find the time (laughs) i've been wanting to do that so i want so there's one thing so i actually i think i reached out to you right like what Three months ago, something like that. Three months ago, I saw your Twitter quizzes or something. I forget what we were doing at the time, but it was Twitter something. And I reached out to you and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Like you should like get I think it was my retweet group or something. Like you should get in and like uh, promote your work and all that. So why don't you t- can you tell the people a little bit about like how you got started with that?
2: Yeah, so I mean a few months ago, I I kind of just like I do every day, I spend some time just randomly looking at some weird splits and weird stats because that's that's who I am. And one day I was like, found some top five in a in a pretty big stat. And I'm like, this name doesn't belong here. And so I started tweeting it out just as like a stat itself. And then one day I was like, you know, I might as well see if, see if any of my followers can guess. And at this point, you know, I was only a couple hundred followers, if that. And immediate-
0: wait a minute. Wait, wait a mm-hmm. minute. You had a couple
2: hundred. So how long ago was this? This was, I mean, I only started back in the end of February.
0: So, so just for the record, you have over 8,000 followers now. <laughs> so you had a couple hundred. Oh, yeah, wow.
2: it, it's been, it's, mm-hmm. I, I didn't <laughs> expect the growth and how quick it was, but I've loved every minute of the interaction because now it's, you know, uh, a Twitter game trivia thing that I run and so as as many nights as I can during the week I try to pop out an interesting a split whether it's you know in winning games losing games a specific quarter a specific down and I I just kind of pick between all different positions and I try to find the most obscure name but they're always in the top five of whatever stat and I just make everyone guess and and Twitter really ran with it. More than I could have imagined or expected, and so it's been super fun, you know, showing it to you guys, you guys getting it out to more people, and then some of the interactions I've had and the people I talk to now pretty regularly. It's it's been awesome. So I encourage anyone to go check it out. Obviously, I'm at one stat one day on Twitter. Over
0: your- here, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I could um, down right. I don't know there. What I was thinking there, yeah. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, but you want to know a secret? This is always this is always dangerous, but no, this is not a real secret. So, I um, so when I retweet your stuff, I have to mute it. I have to mute it because I get bombarded with player names, and I have no idea what. Like I'm just getting name, name, name. I was like, I, I post a lot of threads. and name could be anything. It could, Who knows what thread it was? So I have to mute it. Otherwise, I'll, otherwise I just get bombarded with notifications. That's how popular your threads are. So yeah, no, I I have to mute it every time I retweet your, uh, your threads, unfortunately. Um, I do sometimes get my own answer. Well, yeah, a little bit to me, but also that people are seeing the retweet and actually responding. Like that's, they, like I retweet a lot of things and I don't have to mute them. So, you know, that, that is um, like a credit to the content that you're creating that people feel that they want to interact with it. So you know, I, I, but I literally do. I always see yours. I'm like, oh done. No, no, that's got to be muted. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be. I'm never gonna. I'm gonna miss all my questions. I'm gonna miss all the questions for me if I don't mute it. Um, so, anyway, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I, I obviously appreciate it, and it, it's funny you say that because obviously I'll retweet some things of yours and like other other people, and because I retweet it, and you guys get better engagement than most other things I do retweet. I sometimes will reply to people that are responding to you with like a breakout player. And I think it's someone's guess. And I immediately immediately give them like a wanna guess again. And then I'm like, oh wait, they're giving a breakout to Tyler right now. I've
0: done done that that too. That's why that's one of the reasons I muted it in the first place is that there (laughs) were names. I had posted a thread about like breakouts. and i get this someone i think it was some name some it was some question of yours that was like vague but not vague but like low down players so i was like this was not gonna be a breakout player i was like fuck that and then they were like what are you talking about and i was like oh Oops! (laughs) (laughs) Oops! whoopsie, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oopsie! Wires were crossed. Sorry, my bad. uh, Social media is hard. Try having my notification feed for a minute, and you'll see that it's not easy. but, oops. I'm sure. Oops. I'm sure. Um, my notification feed is is hard. I will. I will say that that's. I make maybe a mistake an hour, <laughs> like a, a mistake, like wrong thread mistake. An hour. It's just. It's just. It's just, it's just unavoidable. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh hey! Uh, oh man, Ryan, you're you're under fire already today.
1: Uh, it happens. I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked. I made it with how I'm feeling, but I don't have a pink pillow. Okay, okay. <laughs> come on now. They're both blue. They're... Apparently,
0: <laughs> they're yeah. Oh. They're
1: both blue. Just me. No, no love
0: for them. Just me. All right, fine. Uh, uh, thanks for watching. I appreciate you. <laughs> Um, oh, here we go! Yeah, I know this is. Uh, yeah, chat's been quiet so far. Uh, Pittman, early 23 first, 223 seconds, or Burks, Godwin, and Sky Moore. I'm stacked in wide receivers, but have no twenty-three picks. Full PPR ten team. Hmm, that's interesting.
1: Um, hmm. I
2: think I go. I think I go Pittman side.
0: No, yeah. I mean, if it's a uh, well, we don't know. Is it a super flex? If it's a flex, I'm more interested in the Pittman side, it, yeah. because the early 23 first is going to be with quarterbacks in there. It's almost certainly going to be better than anything on the other side. If it's mm-hmm. one QB, then you know, it's one QB. Pittman and Burks essentially the same to me. So then just take them out, and it's the other, the rest of it. And then honestly, in a super flex, that's pretty fair. Uh, I, but the risk is on the player's side. So we take the 23 first. Um, in a one, it's one QB. Uh, If it's one QB, this just isn't good enough. It's just, it's just not good enough. Like Mm -hmm. in a one QB, unless you, I mean, how early? uh, How sure are you? You better be very sure, because if that's like, even if that's one hundred three or one hundred four, then I'm not so happy with this deal. I'd rather have the sky over the two twenty-three seconds. Uh, Burks and Pittman are the same, so unless it's going to be a top three pick for sure, I'm not as convinced on this one. I really like Godwin. Uh, a lot,
2: yeah. I think I agree with that. I think I might be a little bit higher than consensus on Pittman in general, that might sway me a me little too. bit that way. But in one QB, I do I think you're right there, unless you're like surefire, that's going to be a
0: top. This two yeah, this is not, this is not a it's not sounding yeah. like it's 85% sure there's going to be top five. So that's that's not good enough. That's not sure enough because he's
2: he, they said that they wanted to use it for, yeah, an RB. So John, yeah, but
0: like, why don't we? The problem is, what if <laughs> it's next year? What, what about this year? What happened to this year? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know how it is. Um. All right. Uh, what about the uh? What about the news? Is there anything in the news?
1: Uh, I mean, not really. The, right. I mean, yeah. The Ernest Johnson signed a Oh yeah, that. It was one year, 2.2 million, I believe. Was it 2.2 or 2.4? No, it's the same
0: as his uh, RFA tender. The only difference is that 900,000 of it was guaranteed. Essentially, what it means is that the Browns can't cut him on August 31st and for nothing. Essentially, it gives him – this means he's going to make the team, that they can't just hold him out through all of everything and then cut him at the last minute. So it gives him a little bit of security. That's all it is, uh, but it does mean he's going to be there. There's there's no reason they would have given him this. There, there's no reason they would have done this if they didn't plan to have him on the team. Um,
2: yeah, I agree with that. And like like you're, you're kind of mentioning there, though, do you do you think that Kareem is a now a trade candidate?
0: I, I think if they get the right offer, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I think if they get the right offer, maybe I don't think they're going to cut Kareem Hunt, even if. You want depth. The running backs get injured all the time. You want depth. Kareem Hunt's only being paid like six million. They don't need the cap space for anything this year. It's too late to use it. So I don't see Kareem Hunt getting cut. I think that if the offer comes along and it's a good offer, they might consider trading him. But I don't think they. I mean, they are going to get a comp pick for him when he walks. So if someone offers him a fifth round pick, that's just not. They're not going to do that. They someone would have to come with like a second or third round pick. And I don't, I just don't see that as happening. So unfortunately I believe that all the running, they're all going to be there. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you, Ryan, what do you think? You think, think that too? Yeah. There hasn't been any, and, and you know, I don't have any evidence really to back this, but there hasn't been anything that I've found from anyone in Cleveland, anyone there that says that they think Kareem Hunt is on the trade block. Uh, There's been discussions that they're not going to extend his contract, but I don't think anyone thought they were going to extend his contract. I just think it's weird. Why bother drafting Jerome Ford then? Why bother? If you were going to do this with Dearness Johnson, and then, I mean, what is Jerome Ford going to do? Play special teams? I guess. Just feels like a wasted pick. Like, completely wasted. uh, Personally. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't wonder, worry too much about your team when you're making decisions like that, though. Um, Oh, this is news. This is news. Dalton Schultz is not attending uh the OTAs right now because he's not happy uh, about the progress that's been made on or not made on a long-term deal. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's not going to hold out, so he's going to show up. Yeah, he's going to show up. He hasn't made any money. He already signed the franchise tag. So,
2: yeah. I mean, I don't don't think that holding out of OTAs is really that impactful on his value. And especially in redraft, I think
0: he's, he's, I agree.
2: Great year.
0: I agree with that. Uh, Where do you, um, where do you rank him in dynasty though among tight ends, let's say?
2: I'd have to check if I even have that fully done, but, uh, hmm. I'd say probably behind the top, top six. So probably right in the six, six to eight range.
0: Yeah. Honestly. I have them at nine. So nine. One spot low nine or, that's,
2: yeah. So who are the two or three beyond like, you know, the biggest
0: names that uh, you have yeah. in there? I have Goddard at seven and Fryermuth at eight. Okay. Schultz at nine. That's I just think that. Totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I just think that Schultz's ceiling is just not, is non existent beyond a point. Whereas like Pat Fryermuth, I think, could be at some point in his life a difference making real dynasty asset. Whereas Dalton Schultz, I think, will never be. I think he will be just good at best. You know, I think Dolson Schultz's ceiling in Dynasty is what Dallas Goddard is worth now. That's I think the most he's ever gonna be worth. So whereas Pat Fryermuth, I could see Pat Fryermuth having the same value as George Kittle someday. So yeah. that, I mean, that's the only reason I have Fryermuth okay. higher.
1: I gotta pick up Jake Ferguson, though. Available in 48. Jake Ferguson,
0: week. yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually that's a great point. I have we talked about him on here at all?
1: I don't think we oh, have at all. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. But that's a good point.
1: We weren't here on day three of the draft. So
0: we weren't here, yeah, and and we didn't. We were not going to be here because I needed a nap on day three of the draft. I was, uh, yeah, I was feeling very sick at the, after those two shows. But yes, Jake Ferguson was drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah fourth round by Dallas. And it is interesting if Schultz is not extended. If this is it, maybe he'll be someone who has opportunity. But I, I, he's not my favorite tight end stash. I believe that. Um, I mean, Dulcich, I like obviously better um, and obviously Jelani Woods. He and Jelani. then, addition, yeah, I also like uh, Daniel Bellinger a little bit better um, than Ferguson, mostly because I feel like Bellinger has more of a path to playing time on the Giants. There's no Schultz there. So, but yes, I, I do think Jake Ferguson is someone that I would uh, put on a roster. Um, but yeah, I think we answered, uh, go with Pixar. Uh, okay, roll the dice and okay and trade Watson this is this should have been in the news section uh, I but I, say, yeah <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't want to talk about it I'm tired of talking about it uh I had the punishment for Deshaun Watson will come out soon the NFL recently finished their investigations the investigation was finished and you know they will we'll see what they find I suspect I read the details published of the 24th lawsuit against uh watson so the 24th lawsuit is not is not good not that the other ones were better but this one is particularly bad uh i think that the fact that this information has dropped now right as the nfl is going to make their decision is going to influence their decision uh significantly uh, because it's going to be in people's minds and i think rightfully so uh, the accusations in this last, most recent lawsuit are are bad. Uh, I don't want to try to paraphrase it, but you can go look up the twenty fourth lawsuit if you want to see the exact wording. It you'll see that it's you know very uncomfortable kind of thing. Um, I would say that my prediction at this point is that Watson is suspended for the entire twenty twenty two season, all of it. I used to say 8 to 10 games. Now I think it's going to be the whole thing. I think it's going to be the whole thing because I think that the uh, the people who are angry are not going to accept anything less than a full year as sufficient punishment. I think that there's, to some degree, you're never going to be able to satisfy those people. Um, my, myself kind of being one of them to a degree, um, you're never going to be able to satisfy them unless you ban them forever. Uh, Unfortunately, that is not realistic because there's an agreement between the NFLPA and the NFL, a union agreement, a collective bargaining agreement that has a process of discipline. So a lifetime ban for Deshaun Watson is not it's not going to happen. The NFL and the NFLPA agreed to a framework where that is not realistic. Um, But I do think there have been year suspensions before for other things, related things, not related things. Calvin Ridley is a not related thing. There were other ones for domestic violence in the past. So sort of similar in a way. Uh, so I do think it'll be the full year. Uh, and if it's the full year, then that opens up a lot of questions. What happens to Baker Mayfield and all of those things. So in this case, uh, would I trade Deshaun Watson straight up for Trevor Lawrence? Uh I guess I uh, I probably would. I don't want Deshaun Watson on my, I, I don't really, I don't think I would enjoy having Deshaun Watson on my dynasty team. So if it were me, I never would have drafted Deshaun Watson. So yeah. I mean, do you guys feel, I think I kind of covered that in uh, detail, but do you guys feel differently about it?
2: Um, I think I pretty much agree. I think for this maybe who else is in your quarterback room plays some part like is Watson someone you're relying on being a starter this year and like your third option is pretty like not something someone you want to rely on or was Watson like I don't know drafted late due to suspension like maybe even last year or something like you know depends on when the startup was or stuff like that but i'd say in in a vacuum i don't want to deal with it (laughs) like you're saying and would just kind of ship them away
0: yeah i i understand that i understand anyone who feels that way um fan I'm not,
2: but Patriots, it's a, right? I, yeah, like at this point, I like to say, I'm just a, a bigger fan of whoever's on my fantasy teams, oh but my. exactly. So, but you know, it's the running back show. I only have one running back Jersey, so
0: had to throw it on.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't
0: even think of that. I don't, I don't own a running back Jersey. Uh, Bonnie. Uh, and I appreciate, I just want to give a, a special shout out to uh, Bonnie actually for um, just like recently, like chatting with me a little bit and just helping me, just kind of talk to talk through some things. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. Um, are you guys worried about a running back by committee with Mac for Pierce to so Houston? Um, yeah. So uh, why don't you guys uh, start start somewhere with this one?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, Damian Pierce couldn't beat out I forget who it was at Florida for a full time role. So Marlon Max. Know. I don't remember who it was either. I don't it, think he got drafted. I think he was undrafted free agent. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was a, a great player. So I mean, if Marlon Mack comes off the Achilles like Cam Akers did, you know, I would be worried.
0: I do think we are gonna discuss this though. I think
1: maybe we won't, maybe they're not ranked,
0: but I do think we'll get to this when we get to the running back tiers. So we we will uh we'll talk about this a little bit more later. Uh, when we talk about some of the depth running backs in in this year's redraft format. Um, I just want to hear you you all riff about the Patriots running backs. I don't want any of them right now, but do you have any long-term upside for Dynasty? So I assume uh, for redraft purposes today, I assume we're only going to talk about Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, For Dynasty, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Conan, you are a Patriots fan. Uh, what do you think uh, for Dynasty? And then I'll, uh, after you go on that, I'll give the people where I have them ranked in Dynasty.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we'll obviously get to Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson a little bit later. But I think for this year specifically, I, I think the team's going to use Damian a lot, seeing as I don't, they're, they're not bringing him back. Like, why not? And, he has one
0: uh, year left on his deal, if people didn't know. Yeah. This yeah, is his walk
2: here. Exactly. And so it's like, I mean, and more importantly for him, then it's kind of his contract year, where if he wants to wants to get paid somewhere else, secure a role somewhere else, he's gonna keep sh- got to keep showing out. And he, he scored the 15 touchdowns last year, still barely That's cracked, still barely cracked the top 15 in PPR scoring, though, which is even more insane, I think. But
0: they're both so insane.
2: so yeah and just like so in dynasty, I, I like Ramondre. um looking into some of his numbers that we'll we'll get to later, you know, I like some of his efficiency measures um and then obviously, they drafted two running backs, and specifically Pierre strong, and just I think he has a chance to contribute a little bit right away. um I think they're I don't think James White is a long term receiving solution for the team. obviously, they want to keep him around and he figures to not fully go away for at least another half season season or two. I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, overall I'm not, I'm not too high on any of them. There's not really that much upside, even if one like quote unquote takes over, it doesn't seem like so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have, so for dynasty, I don't know if you guys have, <laughs> I always have my dynasty ranks available cause they're on Patreon. So I have them. I have Damian Harris at running back 33 and Ramondre Stevenson at running back 35. Uh, so a couple spots behind. I have with ADP, 1QB just because it's a better data set. Damian Harris' ADP from May was 101. I have him at 101. Ramondre Stevenson's ADP was 106. I have him at 107. So <laughs> I seem to value those guys exactly at market. The actual, the one that I actually have above market is Pierre Strong. I'm way, way above the market value. I always liked Pierre Strong uh, in the pre draft roster. I haven't been running back 51 in Dynasty. So I I seem to think that, you know, and I think 30 spots higher overall than his ADP. So I am in on Pierre Strong long term. I mean, they did use a fourth round, fourth round, was it? Yeah, fourth round pick on him. Same that they used on Ramondre Stevenson last year. So I do think that Pierre Strong is eventually going to work his way into this rotation. But I think, again, it's just going to be another rotation. So. You know, next year, my guess is honestly Ramondre Stevenson is the starter. (laughs) Pierre Strong is the second. And then there's going to be someone else. You know, the one I don't want is Kevin Harris. I think I'm just not interested. I'm just not interested. He's someone I honestly, I wouldn't even waste your time. I think he's a waste of time picking him. I would. He barely is worth a roster spot to me. Sucks for him. He landed in the worst situation possible. But I, uh, I liked him a little bit in the pre-draft process. But unfortunately, he's just not worth my time. Uh, but, yeah, when it comes to upside on their value, I'd say Pierre Strong is the only one who has upside at his current value, dynasty-wise. Yeah. No. <laughs> Barkley top. <laughs> no. 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 Barkley top three season. No, we're not. <laughs> Barkley? Um, I mean, we'll see where I have him ranked today. Uh, I will s- give the people a spoiler. Take on Barkley. is not in my top 12. So... <laughs> is he top, close, though? I mean what's close uh within I, I well spoiler
2: for me he's within one spot yeah
0: he's he's almost in the top 12 if the top 12 were a little bit longer uh
2: <laughs> but it was called the top
0: 15 yeah if it was what called the top 15 he may or may not be in there uh top three in no way barkley i tell you and i don't know if you guys agree with this but he looked washed washed i mean Devonte booker looked better when he was carrying the ball, Saquon Barkley looked washed. And the last time Saquon Barkley was Saquon Barkley was 2018. That was four years ago. I understand. Yeah. There have been injuries and injuries are fluky, but at some point injuries affect your ability to play. You're not the same player as you were four years ago. You don't just come back and you're magically the same. If you, I mean, time has been missed. I mean, in 2019, significant time missed. with I think it was an ankle injury that year. Then 2020 and ACL, Terry, it took him a long time. He didn't come back quickly. It took a long time. He wasn't ready when he was supposed to be. And then last year, there's more time missed. And then when he came back, he wasn't ready. So he wasn't ready again. So why is he never ready? He's never ready. And then when he comes back, he doesn't look good. So that just doesn't sound like a superstar. Superstars heal faster. The good ones do anyway. But he's not, he's clearly not in that, in that area anymore. He's someone I think, you know, can sustain some volume. I don't think he's bad, but he didn't look good last year. He just didn't. I mean, there, I think people are just, I think at some point people have just decide that he's a generational player and they just see what they want to see, but it wasn't there. It wasn't there that someone who's not biased towards him isn't going to see it because it wasn't there. So no, Saquon Barkley is a hard fade for me. I have no interest. And his, his current dynasty ADP is, is ludicrous. For someone who hasn't done anything in years, It's I don't understand. He doesn't have the Christian McCaffrey upside either. He won't win. Even though he was RB1 in 2018, it was not like Christian McCaffrey's 2019 season. Saquon Barkley in 2018 didn't win you a fantasy league on his own. So, so
2: yeah, I, I wanted to say that that's, that's like a big difference. Obviously, a guy like McCaffrey has had injuries that have taken him out and has also flashed being the number one, you know, top three guy. But it's the difference of the injuries they have had. Where McCaffrey, you know, he's twisting his ankle and he's like pulling up on his hammy. I mean Saquon tore like he's he's had some very significant injuries. Yes, he's bounced back to play, but not really that efficiently, not very that not really that well. Um and when, when you get to him, I have I have one thing, maybe just like a positive light that we can look to, but I, I won't go into it right this second.
0: Yeah. Also, Christian McCaffrey, in the games he played, was the best running back over the last two years. With exactly. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even start him last year. He was in the 20s. So... Yeah, no. I, that comparison is just, the only thing that Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley have over the last two seasons in common is that they've both burned you. That's that's it. But for some people, their their research ends there. You have mm-hmm. to look a little bit further, and then you'll realize that one of those two players still has it, and the other one does not. Uh, one QB, I have Stafford. Will you recommend sending off Watson for second round pick down? I can get a first. Yeah, and a one QB, that's fine. I, you know, it is what it is. in one QB. Uh, redraft was tell the title my bad I love the show oh no no, no. Ask, ask any question uh, I always take any questions on these show whether it's redraft or not um, I understand that there are probably not many people actually <laughs> watching and doing redraft drafts now the reason we're doing this is actually not to help you with your redraft drafts we're going to do redraft specific shows in August um, the reason we're doing this now is mostly to help you with your dynasty teams to help you get an idea of where we have these guys ranked for this year to help you kind of plan out your dynasty teams. Cause I don't feel like anyone's not many people outside of best ball, which is very different from what we're talking about. There's not many people doing redraft now. I don't really feel like that starts mostly until August, at least Scott fishbowl in July. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's always good to watch later, but I appreciate anyone who watched live. Uh, I traded IUC for a 24 first uh Superflex 12 team PPR. Um, would anyone not take the first? We all want the, first? Want
2: the I, first. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's range. I know, it's, it's, not 20, I know it's twenty-four, but it's super flex. It's a good 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 chance that it'll return value. Or you can even flip it once we look at this class closer.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's LaMichael Pirine. Oh LaMichael Pirine, yeah. <laughs> Pirine was drafted in the fourth. That was a blast. Yeah.
2: And I, I, I mean he also are we talking about Oh, I yeah. mean, this past season, he was basically an even carry split with Malik Davis, who... I don't know who that is. Who that e- is. Exactly. He's now in yeah. the Cowboys, probably undrafted. Yeah. So <laughs> not good. Um, I mean, their, their leading rusher was their quarterback, so...
0: Yeah. Good show. Love something. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, Snoop Connor, or Isaiah Pacheco as a depth stash? Uh, uh, okay. Um, I will go... Pacheco, That's for actually, me. Really pretty close. Yeah, go yeah I'll go Pacheco too. Just Just that the the
2: upside, if it hits, like say say on Jacksonville, Travis and J Rob were somehow get hurt. Like Snoop Connor runs the show versus somehow. Clyde and Rojo are out of the picture and Isaiah is the next man up like just just in those very hypothetical scenarios it's like which offense would you rather yeah
0: the, the, the only game? reason I could I would go with Pacheco the only reason I would see in Snoop Connor's favor is he was a fifth round pick versus a seventh and fifth round picks typically make the team and seventh round picks often don't like I don't see a universe in which Snoop Conner doesn't make the team whereas no, I think
1: Isaiah Pacheco may or may not make the team we don't know where James Robinson is. If this is Achilles' recovery. We have no idea. Yeah. I know, mm-hmm. I know positive things that come out with ETN, but no, ETN is 100%. ETN mm-hmm. is 100%. He's participating he's fully. So he's yeah. 100%. Um, I don't
0: know what that means, 100% of what. Is he, <laughs> but he's not injured. So he's, if he's lost effectiveness, then it's happened, but he's 100% of what he's going to be. So this is as good as whatever it is now is what he's going to be. Yeah. Um, Is Gibson a must-hold? His value seems too low at the moment. We'll talk about Gibson when we talk about him in the redraft section. We'll talk about him more there. Uh, Barkley, oh, it was even worse than I thought. (laughs) Running back. 32 in points per game? I thought it was in the 20s. 32? Wow. That's pretty, pretty gross. He got the volume, too. He got the volume. It's not like he didn't get the volume. He got the volume, and he was still that bad. Man. I don't get it. I don't get why people are still in. I don't get it. Uh, CMC also gets a bad injury rap. I agree with this, that I think that in both seasons, if Carolina were contending, he could have come back both times, especially last year. Last year, he definitely could have come back. The previous year, I'm not as sure, but last year he definitely could have. I know he could have. They basically said that he could have. They basically said that he could have come back and they shut him down. Yeah. I mean, what's the point with him coming back? Exactly, 20%. you're risking. If he gets injured, then you're you're on the hook for that entire contract. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, all right, anything else in the news? Uh, do we talk about? So Kyler Murray showed up at OTAs. I guess that's pretty much a non-story. Although I do want to see him get the extension. Uh, and then the charges against Jerry Judy were dismissed. So those charges were dismissed. So at this point. I guess we're back to where we were with Jerry Judy.
2: Yeah, the the somewhat somehow by low window is gone. Yeah. If but there, I'm I, I
0: don't know. Still a little skeptical with Jerry Judy.
2: I know we had a we had a little little back and forth in, in on Twitter the other day actually about a little uh Cortland Sutton versus Judy action, but well, Cortland Sutton is just
0: so bad. I mean, <laughs> Four, four points per game. Four, healthy, healthy. There were good games before that. Five good games. Then Judy comes back. Four. How can you be that bad? That's the worst of all the receivers in the league who are playing two wide receiver sets, starting snaps, eighty percent or more. He was, I believe, at four fantasy points per game of that high of a snapshot was the worst of them all. Last, dead last. How can you be that bad? how is that possible
2: i don't know but he needs to turn it around for my dynasty team
0: yeah that that <laughs> is the i don't care who the quarterback was it's, you can have six or eight but four that bad it's it, there comes a point where i'm like some of this is your fault you know it can't just be everyone else's fault that's fair uh yeah well this yeah still any scoring uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he has to get hurt to get shut down. The NFL, NFL teams, <laughs> NFL teams don't shut down healthy players,
1: even yeah. even when they should.
0: They don't. Yeah. Um, you're not really allowed to do that in the NFL. That's true. But then why was Sutton so good when Judy was out? He was good for five weeks when Judy was out. And the second Judy came back, he sucked. So it's not all those. It's not all those two. Uh, there's something about, you know, something about that. Um. But anyway, yeah, the Judy charges were dismissed. So, let's. Um, <laughs> oh, we always we always spend so long on in the intro, and the news, um, and the questions. Uh, but let's um, let's hop into the uh, the redraft ranks. I guess uh, I wish we had a way to do like a visual component to this, but we don't really. Uh, yeah, it's time for the rankings. Okay, where let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. How about that? So I think number one is easy, right? Or, well, I heard some argument on Twitter there's, that it wasn't. There's
1: arguments. There's, there's
0: arguments always going to be arguments. Um, I have Jonathan Taylor at one. In a tier alone, actually. Um, yeah. I, have I mean, I,
2: I have him at one as well, but mm-hmm. I have two names. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it might actually end up being one, but at least one other name with him in that tier.
0: Yeah, I have eight running backs in my second tier. So my second tier is large after Taylor at one.
2: Mine, yeah, I guess I I tiered mine out a little bit different. I think I just saw them a little bit differently. Um, So my my second tier is not nearly as big, and then my third tier gets a little bigger, and then tier four gets even a little bit bigger than that. So... But, yeah. I mean, I, I see the argument for having a tier by himself. He was he was by and far, you know, RB1. And I don't see really moving to Matt Ryan doing anything worse. Oh, I see it. that as
0: an upgrade. I see it's that as exactly an upgrade. It, yeah, I see that as better. It, it just, like, even less mobile. A
2: statue. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think we're going to go back to the Phillip Rivers usage of running backs that they had. You know, would just dump off machine. So I think Matt Ryan is going to be in that camp. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for more receiving usage than he had with Wentz is a little bit of a scrambler. Wentz is not a dump off guy. Wentz doesn't like okay. to throw the running back.
2: He's, he 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 was underratedly a little bit mobile, and I don't think people really thought well, think of Wentz as a as a mobile quarterback after those injuries. Well,
0: he's very MVP good here. at. He's very good at getting mobile and then fumbling the ball. That one, he's very good at that. He's there's the video. The video is out there that I suggest people watch. The video of him fumbling all the time. That one, you know, people should take a look at that. Uh, Ryan should be able to throw a little better. uh, Yeah, Carson Wentz. There's
1: there's arguments against JT too. Like he's the lowest RB one in what the past seven years. For points per game average, uh, sure, you know, and I know well, I he's still my RB one, but I'm just I'm just saying you, you gotta present a counter argument. There is counter argument. but I, it's, it's not like CMC what two nah. two two go where you're like this no, is easy twenty twenty
0: CMC in draft season. Yeah, no, there was no counter argument. Like, oh, right.
1: Wow, you're, you're hoping for the number one pick, and now now easy. you're not necessarily doing that as much in redraft season. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh, yeah, I, I do think though that most people would rather have the one than like the three. Like I don't yeah. think there's much value. Maybe some people do, but I don't you know if I can't have the one, I'd want like the nine or the ten. Or the two. Uh the two. Yeah. I don't know if I want the two. That's
1: how you feel about CMC, honestly.
0: Yeah. I'm, well let's I mean, talk about Yeah, okay, let's let's talk about that. So we all have Taylor at one, and that's I think almost everyone has Taylor at one. Um two. Let's move on to two. I, I do have CMC at two. So we all have CMC at two uh you know (laughs) cmc i can understand i hear a lot of never again never draft him again i'm never gonna i don't trust him i'm never gonna draft him again um what would you guys say to let's say you were on twitter you know i'm the one who does this more but let's say it was you guys you're on twitter and someone tells you that what would you tell them
2: that's a good question i mean i think I I understand like the never again logic if you've been burned so many times by a specific player. But at the same time, it's you got to consider who it is. Like if it's a different player, if it's a different running back in the top 12, I'd say, all right, fine. Like if you've been burned, whatever, like it's 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 fine. But it's it's a guy that literally is has the potential to be two players in your lineup for you every given week. Like that's how good he is. And that's how good he's been. And he's he's gotten the the injury rep and whatnot, but these are these are minor injuries in the grand scheme of things. And so so that tells me he's. And I don't know if you've seen some of his underwater workout videos. Oh my god, the dude! I is don't watch a workout
0: videos. I'm not gonna lie, dude.
2: Oh, I mean, I don't watch them either. But they're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. He's like lifting weights underwater and like, oh, dude, he looks he looks like he's gonna he's back on a mission. So, I mean, we've seen it happen before. And like you were saying earlier, Tyler, even in the the few games he did play, he was the best. <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. he's the only one that can be the RB one like any given week without a single touchdown. Like I don't think yeah. any other RB one can be. You know, like maybe, he's maybe done like, it many times. Exactly. And like maybe like Leo with his crazy usage. <laughs> like, but but like besides someone like that, oh maybe you know like Eckler, someone like that. It's like. He, he he has so much potential, so much upside. We've seen it before. I don't think the injuries really matter as much as a lot of other people might peg him down a notch for that. And so he's he's firmly my my running back, too, and he's, he's in the same tier with JT for me. Hmm.
1: That's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look around and find players that say, when you say never again, have burned you in the past. I mean, Debo probably last year.
0: Yeah, that wasn't
1: other. as many times though. I know you one. it wasn't. There's there's no good example, but I'm just I'm just looking around, like, like you said. never you get off I injuries, so. like, it's
2: like a preseason hype guy, like the guys that keep getting hyped the be- around.
0: The best example I can think of really is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was injury prone until he wasn't, and then one day he wasn't, and then he's just been reliable ever since. But he always he had that stigma for a while. Um, all right, am I concerned? with the Heinz getting more usage rumors in the no, uh, I'm a Panthers fan. So I'm a bit biased. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, people were dropping in week 10 redraft rookie year of JT. JT uh, yeah. It, yeah. People have faded Dalvin the last few seasons because of injury concerns. I think we're going to get to that. Um, okay. So we all had CMC at two. Uh, Oh, uh, I, I probably should have mentioned this, but, um, we like I always just rank PPR because dynasties PPR and most of my, you know, people are looking for PPR. Um, so yeah, these these are PPR. At least I for think me. So
1: so few people play standard anymore. Honestly, I don't yeah, see it as much. When I don't do when you see people's rankings on Twitter. I just assume if they don't say PPR, they're just PPR. Honestly.
0: Yeah, I assume that too. Um, but it is PPR. PPR. Um, okay, so what about number three? Uh, I have. Eckler, as number three. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I unlike Christian McCaffrey, I think there's almost nothing to say about Austin Eckler. He's great. He's been great. He is the same quarterback. Everything's the same. I've seen. I could understand if you had Eckler at two, just not trusting McCaffrey to come back.
1: Upgrade the um, line as well. I dropped his own yeah. bounce in the first round.
0: So. So, Conan, you said – so you would have McCaffrey and Eckler in the same tier as JT?
2: I, so, yeah. I mean, initially, I haven't changed it yet. I know I said I might change it, but I, I have JT, CMC, Eckler in that first tier together for me. And it's a lot of what you just said. It's like I can understand if you have him too and CMC three just because you're less – you know, more risk-averse or whatever. And, and, and then at the same time, it's like he's always been steady – Receiving work, but then last year we saw him get very valuable rushing work and you know goal line attempts, things that we were hoping to see last year. And like his his, I think there's some podcasts I listened to where they joked all year about how one of the hosts bet the under on his like three and a half rushing touchdown total before the year, something like that, and he crushed it, obviously. (laughs) So so you know, I just think he's he's a safe pick there um i agree
0: (laughs) i do see this pp standard ppr i do see that which is way more confusing confusing, yeah but i do see it though um but yeah the only reason i have eckler at three and not two is probably actually because they drafted isaiah spiller they hadn't drafted isaiah
1: spiller i might have eckler at two but because they did i have him at three yeah that's fair i think it could go either way We've just seen CMC win leagues before. I know Austin Eckler was really, really good last year, but CMC has won people their leagues. Yeah, but he hasn't done that in three years. I know,
0: but so, you know, that's the only reason he why. He
1: single-handedly close. won me
2: four games last year, you know, yeah. like out of his four game, like whatever. Yeah, play, games, play, you know, know, I, I
0: understand. Which I, understand. Say, I yeah, understand. We're on I, the same page with our yeah, top three. Pretty much, yeah. All right. I think that though, and I do think those are the top three for most people. Uh, Because CMC, you know, has the upside of the crazy league winning upside. And Austin Eckler, I think, really is the only one of these guys who has no warts, really. No warts. Like, if Austin Eckler's healthy, Austin Eckler's not going to bust. (laughs) Everyone else has some problems. (laughs) There are some problems. So so I can understand actually having McCaffrey and Eckler in a tier by themselves. The only reason I don't is just because I don't see it as that different. Um, a lot of these guys are also guys that I like, and I don't see them that differently. Uh, so at number four, actually I actually have Najee Harris at number four. Which, we're still we're still on the same.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not here. So, I, okay, I have so Derrick Henry. I have Derrick Henry at four. I know it's PPR, but okay. I have Derrick Henry at five. Yeah. I need to <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we so some similar okay, standards. So we have some I similarities. Was to say that I have Najee Harris at five as well. So. Okay. okay, so we have some similarities.
0: So, all of us have Harris and Henry as the next two. So, for me, Harris has the volume. He has the, actually the most guaranteed volume of anyone, really. Probably even more than JT um, to a degree. I just, he didn't show any efficiency, really. Yeah. But the volume is not going to be taken away. They didn't draft anybody, they didn't bring in anybody. Like, Nasha Harris is going to be a workhorse of workhorse levels unless he gets hurt. You're not so worried
2: about Benny Snail?
0: No. I call him <laughs> Benny Snail for a reason. <laughs> Benny <laughs> Benny Snail, Carlin, of... No. And oh no, no. W- remember, we have the committee of uh <sighs> I remember when I used to do this, it used to be a thing. We had Kalen Mirage <laughs> when he when Mirage, we had McFailure and Snail. <laughs> oh god. Mirage, McFailure, and Snail. So yeah, no, they all suck. Uh, so, no, I'm not worried about Najee Harris. And then Derrick Henry, you know, I have him at five. I, I do understand he doesn't have the PPR upside, but, you know, he is what he is.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's still Najee, good. Najee, I agree where he's like, he has such guaranteed volume. Even if he doesn't reach 74 catches, 94 res- or targets like he did this past year, it's like, He's not getting less than, like, 40, 50 catches on 60-plus targets. Like, that's, like, a baseline, it seems like, with what he put up last year. And yeah. it's, like – and then Derrick Henry, obviously, he's just Derrick Henry. It's, like, he missed nine games, played one injured, still top ten in rush attempts, rush touchdowns, rush yards, yards after contact as a total. It's, like, he's he's built different, and it's 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 a shame he doesn't catch – you know, even 30 passes.
0: I wish he a did. You know,
2: and he's like, you yeah. he would be clear in that. Yes, I do. Range for us. So,
0: yeah. But and to me, I do see Derrick Henry is kind of in the same <laughs> tier, you know, because everyone has something. I mean, you know, McCaffrey has to the injuries. Uh, Eckler has, you know, the fact that until last year, he didn't really have much, the same kind of rush volume. Najee wasn't very efficient and Henry's getting old. So they all have and was injured last year, so they have they all have some warts, uh, but we all kind of see him similarly. Uh, okay, number six. Uh, number six, I have kind of going to be boring, but I have Dalvin Cook, which I don't think is going to be that surprising. It's,
2: I, I have I have the guy I'm wearing the jersey of one spot higher sense. than Dalvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and then I have Dalvin right behind, and then that that closes out my next. That's just my tier of four for me.
1: And I have
0: Mixon lower. I have Mixon at eight. What are we at? Six. Six. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, two spots lower. That's. I mean, I. I just. I love what he did last year. The, obviously, the offense as a whole just like looked better. He's always consistently got receiving work. His O line got much better, and you know, it was one stat I specifically liked was he was seventh in breakaway run percentage. So. Almost had it, he had at least almost one 15 plus yard rush every week. It's like he was at 0.8, and that's 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 something like if he gets the passing work, he gets you know one little breakaway, and he obviously on a great offense, the chance for a rushing touchdown every week. It's I just I just find it hard for him to go down too much, even if they go even more pass heavy. It's like the offense is gonna be great i think we all kind of expect so
1: so line finally so here's here's <clears throat> why
0: i would rather have dalvin cook mm-hmm. dalvin cook has never averaged less than four and a half yards a carry in his career joe mixon has only averaged more than 4.1 yards a carry once in five years last year dalvin cook Despite similar volume to Joe Mixon, six total touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 16. We think that that's going to stay the same? Or, I don't know. I think that Dalvin Cook is superior. He's superior running back. And additionally, despite the fact that Dalvin Cook missed games, he actually had three le- fewer games than Mixon. He actually had more targets than Mixon. More. So, Which is kind of surprising to me. Um, Mixon has many fewer targets than I thought, yet he did have three receiving touchdowns and only 42 catches, which is, I mean, I guess that's not that great, but that's still, you know, a lot, uh, to rely on 13 rushing touchdowns is, uh, that's, uh, mean, it could happen again, but he's never had double digits any other year. I don't know. Did Joe Mixon really get better? The efficiency stats say he didn't. So, was it just good luck? I don't know. I'd rather I mean, have Dalvin. I think Dalvin Cook is. I think Dalvin Cook is elite, and Joe Mixon is just very good. That's the difference to me.
2: I think. I think that's fair. I think with Dalvin, I'm more just worried about not not too worried. Obviously, I have him one spot behind, and so. Put it it's, this way, I could see them flipping by the time you talk to me next.
0: Let me put it this way. I have Dalvin Cook at six and Joe Mixon at eight in their current situations. If you switch them and put Joe Mixon in Minnesota and Dalvin Cook in Cincinnati, I would have Dalvin Cook at one or two and Joe Mixon outside the top 12. Put it that way. That's what I think the talent gap is. I think it's large. I don't, I don't think it's close. Like I said, I think Dalvin Cook is elite and Joe Mixon is not. So, you know, he, he has to get the volume, he has to deliver on the touchdowns, but he's not going to deliver with efficiency. He never has. In five years, the one year he did it was in 2018, which was quite a while ago. He's never been efficient otherwise.
1: Even last oh. year, yeah. when the offense was good. so he Andy Allen A couple of years ago, and then... Who, who was our quarterback? Was it Brandon Allen? Yeah. There was the Brandon Allen time. I just...
0: I really think that there's a... A world in which Dalvin Cook finishes as the RB one for Mixon, I don't see that world. So, you know, but we'll see. It, it all depends on who plays more games. Although, you will probably be surprised to learn <laughs> that over the last four years, Dalvin Cook has actually played, I believe, more games than Joe Mixon. Not
2: less. really. I mean, that was that's last. Mixon yes, had,
0: so had the one. Mixon had the one year that he missed uh, okay. a lot of games. Yeah, 2020 so,
2: he missed yeah. 10, 10 games, so that definitely hurts. But I mean, every other year he's played 14 plus, if not yeah. 16.
0: So, so it, you know, it does it does go both ways. I just think that for sure for me, and I have them in the same tier because I'm just so much more confident in the Bengals' offense than the Vikings. Although I do like that Kevin O'Connell is coming in. I mean, I just I do think there's a ceiling with Dalvin Cook, like I said, that does not exist with Joe Mixon, uh, and that's, that's why fair. that's why I have Joe Mixon at eight actually. Um, I thought about having him at nine, but, uh, there's some risk with the guy that I have at nine that he has his own issues. Um, but yeah, so where did you guys have, so I had cook at six and mix in at eight. You guys have both what Mixin at six and cook cook at seven.
1: Yes. For me, I cook at eight. You have at seven. I have Deandre Swift at seven.
0: I also have Swift at seven. So I have Swift at seven. I have.
2: I also, cooking. er, no, I have Deon, or er, yeah, I have DeAndre at eight.
0: Okay, so we actually have the same three, just in a different <laughs> orders. Different orders, yeah. Okay. So, yeah I have Swift at seven above Mixon because I think that Swift has PPR upside. The Mixon has, I think, at this point, it's safe to say we'll never have. It's it's never come. It's not coming now. It didn't come last year. It's not coming now. So, I um, yeah, I just like DeAndre Swift better. I think DeAndre Swift is a. I don't want to say he's a better running back, but he's a more efficient running back. He's better on the touches he gets. You know, I think yeah. he's a, a version of. I think he could be a version of Austin Eckler who can handle some more carries. Mm-hmm. That's his ceiling. You know, Alvin Kamara, I guess, is the comp, really. Yeah. So uh, speaking on
2: speaking on like that efficiency and stuff, it's, he was number one in yards created per touch, which- Number one is for... good.
1: <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, number he, one he, is
2: good. He, which, uh. he, and that accounts for, you know, when you catch a pass after the first evaded tackle, when you're running, like, it accounts for the blocking. So, you know, that's a great stat. And then number two in route participation, love to see yeah. that. Um, so, you know, all, all great things even in you know he was in he was in the top 20 in yards per target yards per route run catch rate juke rate evaded tackles breakaway runway like there's there's it's yeah. hard to find a stat you don't like about him and
0: isn't an another player that I think if Detroit had been contending would have come back for more of those games he was ready to play he just mm-hmm. was not going to they were not going to risk him he's a young player no reason to risk him
2: yeah and i think really it's it's more of a factor of what team he's on if he was on a slightly better team not like you know obviously if he was on a great team he might not get as much of the receiving work he would get but it's like if he was on a better team i think we would all have him inside of our top six right like five, yeah, I mean, maybe it,
0: even okay. in ppr in dynasty, i still have swift at two yeah
2: oh yeah in, in dynasty yeah. i do think he's a top
0: yeah, I have I him at it, too. Sure. Just because he's <laughs> younger than Harris, and I think the PPR skill set age is better than the workhorse skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a few Derrick Henrys. Most of the time, when you see an older running back succeeding, it's a PPR style back. You have your Danny Woodhead and your Darren Sproles, RB one seasons at thirty. You don't see. I mean, there's like you can name a Derrick Henry. There's maybe an Adrian Peterson, but there's one of those every five years. You and know, that's you why have like after,
2: I feel like even as yes, he that's goes, why I he's like older. That. Even though, even when he's 28 or 29, you'll probably have game. him up. Yeah. I think I this year so. we're kind of a little. It's well, a little we, have
0: some, yeah, we have some issues with Kamara that have nothing to do with. Uh, <laughs> and I think, yeah. So let's just talk about Kamara now. I do have him at nine. Uh, now, let's say you knew you were getting no suspension for Alvin Kamara. Let's say you knew that. Uh, where would you rank him? We had this conversation on the last show about Deshaun Watson and everyone on the Browns, because it unfortunately, that one affects everybody. This one really just affects Kamara himself to a degree.
2: I, I would better. be hard-pressed to push him up that much more, honestly. It's just tough. It's just looking at the
0: guys I have above him. And Jesse was saying about uh, Higgins and Chase getting more targets, which I agree with especially chase just look at justin jefferson from 2020 to 2021 similar kind of stats but much more volume in 2021 i think that's what you can expect from chase in 2022 just as a side point uh but anyway uh, where, where did you guys rank Kamara? nine like i have him or even lower i have him at 11 11 yeah. 10 okay but was that assuming some sort of suspension or just is that yeah. just where you have him See,
2: I I want to say he is lower because of it, but like looking at the names, the two th- two names above him, even if we if I know for a fact he is going, he's not missing a single game. I don't know if I could put him past the next two names I have above him. It's tough. Uh...
0: I think if I knew I was getting everything from Camara, I'd probably rank him at eight. I really don't like Mixon. I'd rather have Camara. That's
2: fair. I mean paper. it's just, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I've been not as high on Camaro without the stability, the the comfort of of Mister Checkdown Breeze. His catch percentage went way down. Um, I don't know. I mean, I he's still a lock to get a lot of work in the passing game, and that's why he's still in like the middle to top of this tier for me. But it's just like, so I. I mean, I have I have Leo Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones above him
0: for me. Oh okay. yeah, no, those guys are way 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 down.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't like them either. <laughs> I mean, I'm high on Leonard Fournette. I, I I couldn't when I was doing the rank these rankings. Aaron Jones was the hardest name to place. Aaron in.
0: Jones was very hard to rank. I, I will say though that Camara closes out my tier at nine. Uh, after that, I have serious concerns with everyone left. Kamara's only concern is the suspension. Um, if healthy Kamara is gonna healthy Kamara playing is going to finish in RB one range. I I just don't see any way he doesn't. Even yeah. in the, even in the worst case scenarios in the past, he's still been a low end RB one. So I just don't I don't see any way that Kamara fails outside of injury or um, like he still had it. So I don't you know that's why I have him in nine. Even if the upside maybe isn't what it was. Sky and Dotson for Hawk and Mooney. Uh, full PPR, non end premium. I will take um, uh, Hawk and Mooney. Hawk and Mooney. Uh, Kamara's target volume essentially shifted to rushing volume, which definitely hurts in PPR. Yes, uh, I do think that that will change because I think that Jameis Winston being there will mean that they will actually pass. <laughs> uh, the, the, a lot yeah. of happened there was Trevor Simeon, who we did not want to throw the ball.
2: So yeah, I mean, I agree. It's like he got a career high carries, and it was a, which led to a career low yards per carry, yards per touch, rushing touchdowns, which is you know I think with someone better, Jameis at least is somewhat proven, and he likes to throw the throw the ball around a little bit. So yeah, I think they'll get more receptions, more more targets per game. Those were also a career low. So.
0: He's also in for some touchdown regression, like on the ground, because he had 187 carries in 2020, but 16 rushing touchdowns and 240 carries this year and four rushing touchdowns. I Didn't, don't think did, he had a game with what five, five or, six or six, yeah, in the 2020 year before. But and still, yeah, he had
2: less, yeah, and he had
0: less than a year. whole year. Yeah, Ian what? Book helped send me to the championship. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um. All right, but let's let's get into the next uh, the next range of players. So I have. Let's get. We'll just go for mine, and then we'll see what you guys think about that. So I have after Alvin Kamara at nine, I have Javante Williams at ten. So that uh he, I'm sure, is going to be interesting. Um I have Javante Williams at ten, Nick Chubb at eleven, Leonard Fournette at twelve, and Brees Hall at thirteen, which is probably bonkers, crazy. But oh, I don't. If you're I don't crazy.
1: Care. Then I'm crazier. I admire
0: you <laughs> higher than me. I, I,
1: I love Brees so- so- I- I'm so, so talented. So
0: here's here's my whole next tier. And then, you know, let's talk about so my, my tier ended with Alvin Kamara. This new tier in and you just you guys tell me if there's anyone who seems out of place. So Javante Williams, 10, Nick Chubb at eleven, Leonard Fournette at twelve, Brees at 13, Saquon Barkley, 14, David Montgomery, 15, and Aaron Jones, 16. That's my next tier.
2: Wow. You really hate Aaron Jones, huh? I
0: do. I do. I don't, I don't see it. I don't, it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it with Aaron Jones at all. I don't understand.
2: I I mean, you don't think he just is a candidate to see more pass work just in terms of we like vacated targets, it seems like. We always like that,
0: or, mm-hmm. But it doesn't, the problem is that there's, He's just not going to, he was already starting to lose the timeshare by the end of the year. I think there's a universe. And the reason I just won't touch Aaron Jones as an RB one is there's a universe in which Aaron Jones is essentially benched, benched as in a backup. There's a universe in which there, the universe exists. And I don't have it ranked this way. I have Aaron Jones higher because I don't think that's the large amount of the range of outcomes, but there is a universe in which AJ Dillon is the workhorse starter. And Aaron Jones is Naeem Hines. There, there is a universe where that exists. That, that universe is out there, and I, I just will not touch Aaron Jones at 10. <laughs> 27. He's older than Kamara, he's older than Eckler. Like, you know, Aaron Jones to me last year looked like he was to some degree on the certainly not improving. I think 2020 was Aaron Jones's best year, 2021 was a step back, and I don't know if it's going to get better. So, and AJ Dillon looked to me. Obviously Aaron Jones is better in the passing game, but I believe that A.J. Dillon is a better running back than Aaron Jones. Better on the ground than Aaron Jones in all parts of on the ground. Goal line, every, you know, the rest of the field, short yardage, you know, just as a runner, he's better than Aaron Jones. So I will, I will pass on. I think Aaron Jones' floor is somewhere in the 30s. So I'll, I'll pass on Aaron Jones completely. Yeah. I mean if I have him at 16, I'll never get him. I'll never get him. Never have him if I have him at sixty.
2: That's that's fair. I mean, I I have him at ten. I'm much higher on him. Yeah, um, I don't. I just I just upon can't. looking at some of the stats, it's like I because I agree. It's like looking at box scores in terms of fantasy and like even sometimes on the field, like eye test wise, it's like it did seem like he had a poor, poorer year efficiency wise. But he he was like pretty much very efficient on like maybe not i mean it on like almost every advanced receiving and like efficiency metric it's like he's it almost it, it's hard to find any metric he wasn't in the top 20 in and we're talking you know it's mm-hmm. it's wow. yards per reception r- yards per route run catch rate like route participation yards per touch true yards per carry yards created it's uh, and like he was number 3 in premium production which takes in all rushing all receiving like everything like that. So I mean I just think with no clear target hog in that offense we always hear vacated targets go like is most consistently able to help t- a tiny bit the running backs. It's it's hard to, you know, pinpoint where specifically it'll go, but usually the running backs kind of take advantage a little bit and I just think there's a chance that they give him more work as a receiver. I, I do agree AJ Dillon's a beast. Like if you watch him play, he's, Godzilla, he's a, right quadzilla. Yeah. Like he it he is an absolute beast of a human. But I just think like it, Aaron Jones, he's shown his production is his, his efficiency, it's like why not have them both out there then more more often? And I yeah. think I I see that happening more. And I don't I don't see a world where AJ Dillon is clear-cut Their RB one and and Jones is playing that that uh, like satellite like third down back role, but I can see Aaron Jones not being the RB one by season's end. But I do think he would absolutely still be like very involved. So if that makes sense, you know, like a Nick Chubb slash Kareem Hunt when they were both at their peak, like at that kind of like usage.
0: It's a good point. So. Actually, Aaron Jones missed. there was there was something going on in the game against Seattle. And then at, including that game and four of the last six games, he finished with less than half of the offensive snaps. Week thirteen. perfectly healthy. There was no problem. five carries. And that was last year. That was last year. It' was just randomly. There were times even in the middle of the year there was week 7 suddenly only 6 carries for some reason. He was randomly phased out of the offense for no reason. You know, there were plenty there was more than one game last year where he just randomly vanished and AJ Dillon was suddenly taking all of the touches. I remember it. You know, there were many times where it happened and that was last year. I think now I just I just can't. He's the only one in that tier who has a real threat. A threat to overtake him. No one else has that threat. You know, no one else has a threat to overtake. There are players who have threats to compete. You know, Javante Williams is Melvin Gordon. Nick Chubb has Kareem Hunt. You know, Brees Hall has Michael Carter. David Montgomery, Saquon Barkley, actually don't really have anyone. Uh, And Leonard Fournette, not really either. Maybe Rashad White, but not really. Uh, But of all of those, only Aaron Jones can be overtaken and made the backup. None of those other guys, if they're healthy, they're they're the guy. Aaron Jones is the only one who has the floor of not being the starter on his own team. So I will just not touch him. I just won't do it. Um, and you're not going to find that in the numbers. It's not something you can find in the past numbers because you're looking forward.
1: Remember from so, Aaron Jones? Remember that campaign? Fair. What was it? Years oh, I mean, ago? we've
0: been talking about that for years. <laughs> but, you know, I just Aaron Jones is just an avoid for me.
1: Look, I, uh, I got to throw out the narrative here. Like, it's it's probably false, but I just want to throw it out there. Would they push A.J. Dillon more to make that draft class look kind of decent? Because remember, they draft. Maybe a, I, I don't I, think they're it's thinking a about false, that. It's a false narrative. Right <laughs> I just want to throw it out well, there. Okay, but let, let's also
0: go over something else. So, of those guys, um, was there anyone that I didn't – Okay, so like, is there anyone that you guys feel like doesn't belong in that higher group, or was those were those mostly the guys that you had coming up, like Williams, Chubb, Fournette, Hall, Barkley, Montgomery, and Jones? Was that mostly the guys you had next?
1: I had I had Montgomery. I, had Montgomery I have Montgomery guy. slightly lower.
0: Montgomery. But I have everyone
2: else you listed, I have them not in the same order, but in the same tier, like you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I feel like of those players. Um, There are some that are more worth talking about than others. Javante Williams, I feel like he kind of is what he is. We know that he's going to split some time with Melvin Gordon. If Melvin Gordon went out in the Russell Wilson offense, Javante Williams has a top three ceiling. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if Melvin Gordon plays, I think that, and is healthy, I think Javante Williams is more of a low-end RB1, which is where I have him ranked at uh, 10. I think that that's pretty uneventful. I've seen him mostly ranked in that range between, you know, 8 and 15 for most people, so I don't think that's very interesting. The one I think is completely yeah. un- completely uninteresting and really isn't even worth addressing is Nick Chubb at 11. He's been a low-end RB1 the entire time Kareem Hunt is there. He's good. Uh, now, if we get Deshaun Watson for the whole season, maybe I'll move him up a spot. If we have no Deshaun Watson, I might move him down a few, but that's the, the, the Deshaun Watson suspension is the only interesting thing with Nick Chubb. Nothing about Chubb himself. We know what he is. Um, Fournette. I have four at twelve, and I don't think that that's that low. But you know, maybe some people would.
2: I have him at nine. <laughs> I, I'm at nine as well. I ha- I just love the the receiving work, and it's obviously even if Rashad White plays a role, it's like it's not like he wasn't. He was out there every third down. Like he was doing all his receiving damage, like on first and second down. Like as soon as yeah. the ball is snapped. Fournette just runs he's right in front of him turns around and brady hits him in the face every single time with it and it's like and you see it like and you see these drives where it's like four straight passes and it's like it's like you love that you absolutely love it and it's like you don't have to wait until the, the second half the third quarter to get up to like almost double digits it's like literally one drive if it goes your way it's like almost a lock for almost 10 points it's like and it's like i don't know so I love I I, I love the, the passing work game, looking deeper into it, like the, the, the metrics say the same thing, you know, top twenty in a lot of different of those uh, just measures and and I think even if white figures to play in, like even if he's the new, you know, third down like geo or whatever, it's like I just think Fournette's gonna do enough work on first and second down still to to really just be rock solid
1: yeah you got to account for chris godwin probably gonna miss some time he tore that ACL really late in the season yeah it was but
0: i think it was 13
1: yeah against the saints yeah
0: yeah um but yeah no i i get it i just i mean i don't really think leonard Fournette is that good (laughs) like there's a talent aspect to it too like i just don't that's why i have him at 12 just for the the
2: Yeah, I, that's fair. It's like, but he just, volume, the team he's on, the quarterback he has, it's just like, it's hard to keep him out of your
0: top 12. Well, if if I ranked him where I thought his talent was, he wouldn't be in the top 12.
2: So, no, 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 like, I, saying, I factored that in. Yeah, no, no, no. I,
0: I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> um, what about, so, yeah, I had Brees Hall at 13, which I suspect... Ryan had him higher and you had him lower Conan. Um, I do so have him a little bit lower. So let's talk about that.
1: Ryan, why do you have him higher? Look, I love the college. I I'm higher on the jets than most people. I guess that might be it, yeah. it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it. I, I think Zach Wilson's going to take a lead this year. Garrett Wilson's there now as well. Their old line was decent last year. Uh, you know, granted my Kai Beckton comes back healthy. We don't, you don't know what's going to happen there, but I'm all in on the jets and I'm all in on Brees Hall. It's, it's as simple as that he, he's got the receiving upside he's got hopefully the quarterback taking the second year of the league, which, which we know is a common thing that happens and he's just gonna be a workhorse michael Carter's yeah, yeah we know he's not gonna do much this year but reese is gonna take over the job and i can't wait to see it so, so where on. do you have him 10 11
0: 11 okay and conan where do you have him
2: i have him at 16 16.
0: I think consensus yeah. is in the 20s so we're consensus all is, higher.
2: yeah I mean I I love obviously everything you said is true I just I'm just hedging against the if the the jets just keep jetting around and that and they sick. don't really take that leap I mean yeah. I, I would love to see it I I thought Wilson you know showed especially with his legs a little bit um and like you said Michael Carter and eh, like he did all his damage with Mike White like I don't I care know. really. <laughs> like and and he won me he won me those weeks when he had Mike White for sure. He was the RB1 one week and it's like I it, I, I I thank him for it, but there's a new yeah. new guy in town and he looks like he's going to take most of that work and so I I love I love the talent. It's just more so I I'm not fully bought into the Jets. I just you know, I I, I, I can easily see him sneaking in to the back back of the first uh or top 12 but i just don't see him like being a top five or seven guy even if everything goes well for the jets it's like i uh, yeah
1: <laughs> look i, look, I can't argue that one <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things if, if the jets don't take the lead then yeah we're well my take's wrong but <laughs> like, right now we're on underdog he's going at RB 18 so we're all higher than okay coaches. we're all higher so.
0: um yeah no, I get that. I just um, I just like him, I guess. Um, and if you're here as well, make sure to hit the bell, uh, subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, all of that. Uh, I really appreciate it. Goes a long way. So, um, yeah. Thanks if you want to do that. Uh, but, yeah. So, let's see. So, we talked about Brees uh, We talked about Aaron Jones enough. I had Barkley at 14 and Montgomery at 15. Uh, Barkley, I feel like... I've talked about Barkley enough. We know I don't like Barkley. I'll never have him if I rank him at 14. So. Yeah.
2: I mean, I actually... I have him at 13. But Somewhere. I actually am I'm a little bit optimistic, to be honest. It's like... So, I mean, uh, we know some of the really bad metrics that we've been given. Obviously, like, some of the worst breakaway percentage. Like, it just, it just some gross metrics. But what I did find that I thought was interesting was... He had the third highest percentage of carries against a stacked front, which definitely didn't help him last year. Maybe they, if, if Jones can prove to that, that he can be mm, competent as a throw, I don't want to (laughs) say too much more, but you know, if that, if it lightens that, then I think it could be mean good things. And then, Specifically, just, you know, his his receiving is what's going to propel him to be great if he is great. Um, and, you know, his route participation and his target share were both top 10.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. He's not and the same then, guy.
1: Oh, well, that's, well, let's do this first. And we'll get this is a different
0: question. Yeah. Burks and Hawk and Cook or James Cook or Dalvin Cook and Pittman, non end premium. So, yeah. Uh, I will take...
2: Berks, Hawk, and Jay
0: Cook. Ooh, this is tough. Actually. It
2: is we're tough. Talking, uh, we're talking Jared Cook? Or... No, no, Cook. <laughs> no.
1: Jay Cook. Come on. I mean, if it is Jared uh, Cook, then yeah, right side, but... Yeah. Uh, let's see. Man.
0: I mean, for me, it's
1: tough. Like, I, I guess... I think
0: Dalvin Cook and Pittman are worth more. Uh, but it's not like I really want to trade into Dalvin. No. So... Tough. it's, it's a little protect. souring on it's a birth, fun,
2: it's a a fun little... brother brother trade
0: <laughs> true <laughs> um yeah i feel I like
2: think I, I think i go cook and
0: Pittman too yeah it, it, so let's look at it this way if i have the other side this is just not what i'm doing with those assets i'm not trading it in to cook this way if i have cook originally i probably want to do something different than make this deal i think i can do better for trading Dalvin cook away. So I think that's kind of my take on this trade
1: Keep and Tyler bringing
0: on, on different. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on Pittman. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler bringing on different analysts is great content. You love to see it. I appreciate that. Uh, I have tried to do that as much as I can on this show. I will say that this is a difficult time to book guests just show time wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is difficult. Um, if I'll just say this, if you're watching this show, and you're interested in being on this show as a guest ask me i'm not promising i'm gonna say yes but i will say that there are quite a few people who are in my chats or just like you know in kind of like my circles on twitter who just ask me they just ask me like can you help me um and i you know i always admire it you know the guts to take a shot so if you're watching and you're interested in potentially being a guest on the show, just find me. <laughs> uh all right. General Superflex Dynasty PPR startup question in a point per attempt league. Start one running back. Uh is late fourth too soon to grab Kenneth Walker. The top two tiers are gone. Um pretty close to DLF ADP. Uh yeah, I would say it's too early. Yeah, uh, Start especially one the-
1: running back. Yeah. I mean, little early for me. Not too I mean, bad but a right early. now, and we're in the middle of the fifth, and he's still not off the board yet. Yeah, I think two, it's so. a little early. Little early, is that one, not, one QB. It is a oh, point per super flex. Two, it's a point yeah. per carry.
0: Yes. It's a point per carry, so it's it's not bad. Wait, it's like point I, per oh point per attempt. Oh, I assume okay, it's not yeah. a full point per carry. Those are
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, but that seems it's, it's probably like point. It's usually point two, but.
1: I mean, I, I assume know, you have probably. an early fifth. I mean, is there anyone else on the board that you yeah, want? Like, I mean, I, it's fine. I, I, I assume you have the early fifth. I might, I might be wrong, but. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Uh, all right. So I said this in the private chat, and I'll just I'll just say it out loud as well. We are obviously, I have realized that we are not going, unless we wanted this to be a three-hour show, we are not <laughs> going to get to all the running backs because I don't want to just breeze. Honestly, I don't want to breeze through uh, a you know some of the guys we have to talk about, especially the next range, the back end RB two range. I actually want to talk about all of them, uh, so I don't want to breeze through it. So what we're going to do is, we'll um, I'm going to leave the uh, the rest of the running backs for next week when we have who do we have next week? Jesse. So Jesse and us, we will talk about the rest of the running backs starting from whenever we leave off next week. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of hoping to go through. I have. An, another tier after this one. And I'm just kind of hoping we go through that tier and then we'll, we'll call it a, a day for this show. But, uh, but I, then I a lot know. of those guys in that tier, I have a lot to say. So it yeah, will, there. we, we got, we probably got at least another 30, 45 minutes of the show. <laughs> uh, are you, do you have new, or is this a Jerry Judy hurting himself in practice?
1: What? Oh, uh, uh, I was I going to ask, I was going to ask Conan later if he had anyone after what we, what we covered higher than any uh, consensus.
0: Oh yeah. We'll do that at the end.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. We'll do that at the end. Uh, Cause I know that Conan prepared to talk about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <we'll> <laughs> a little
1: bonus, Conan's is a, a little bonus
0: segment uh, for the people at the end. Um, but yeah, you know he what? I've, I I've just decided well running backs and wide receivers are so important. We'll take another show next week about running backs and then two more. Shows. I to, it'll take two shows to do receivers as well. So we'll probably have two shows about that as well. So. I, you know, yeah. we'll be on this for a little bit longer than I thought, but that's okay. It's extra content yeah. saves me from having to plan two more shows. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get back to And also, there's a lot of questions in the chat. Superflex, uh, Deshaun Watson or Zach Wilson, Aman Ra in a 24 second? Um, not enough. Watson, still. Yeah. I yeah.
2: think you I don't can know. get more for that in Superflex. Yeah. If you can, get, can yeah. get more than
1: that. I agree. 23 first, and I'd change my mind, probably. Yeah, so would I.
0: Exactly. So I trade Gibson for Michael Pittman and Dynasty? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. and I'm
1: the biggest Gibson fan here, and yes, do it. Yeah, um, no, well, you know. It, that one backfired on me. One of my Yeah, it backfired.
0: Um, not as bad as Paris Campbell. Oh, I just God. traded Paris Campbell, actually. Um, And one of I was my Patreoners. Paris leaves. Campbell
1: today. One um,
2: per attempt. Per is that what that says? Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: yeah, yeah okay. So it's not- Clyde Acre. Is this your real name? Or is this Clyde Acre? Clyde and Acres. I want to know is this is your real name. Um <laughs> as a lead favorite, trade 23 first for Barkley. Uh in a one QB, I'm fine with it. In a super flex, no way. Superflex,
1: no. Cause that yeah. your, your, your year could go sour. You don't know what's gonna happen. In a one qb, I'd really rather not. To be honest yeah, I mean, with you.
2: Better value than even if you're really sold and convinced that Barkley's is a top five guy, like that's not where the rest of consensus better, is. And yeah. you might as well get better value. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. Uh, mm-hmm. But in a one QB, it is okay. In a super flex. No, I usually go running back heavy in the first, second and rounds of redraft where would you slot the top three receivers among the running backs. Uh great, we will question. Talk, great question. I think we'll talk about this more when we actually talk about the receivers um, and I don't know how much I'm going to talk about overall redraft. We didn't really talk about it too much at the top of this show. I guess in most redrafts, running backs are going to go off the top. Um, but you know, for me, well, well, who's your wide receiver one? Let's just talk about that. Let's start with that. Who's your guys' wide receiver one? Cup. In, Cup, is in redraft? One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cup is my one. Yeah. Yeah. I that's have, I have some season. Okay. So yeah. two, I have so Cup, my two. Cup,
2: JJ. One. Jamar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How, how many receivers would you, or how many running backs would you have to go down before you took a receiver? Three. Three. I would probably take cup at I seven. I think I would take them seven for me. Cause mm-hmm. once we, cause for me, Dalvin cook is a running back. I just can't replace Deandre Swift. I am not as sure. So I would take Cup at seven. And then, honestly, I would probably... Maybe I do kind of have a tear break then between Cook, Swift, Mixon, and Kamara because I really don't see Swift, Mixon, and Kamara as the same as Cook to me. Because I would probably put all of the receivers... Mm, no. I'd probably put Cup and then maybe Chase and Jefferson behind
1: Mixon and maybe Kamara, depending if Kamara Maybe suspended. Maybe saying three is the best ball on me because you have to draft those guys at like three, four, five. Or, you
0: know? Well, let me put it this way then. I have my top two, my top tier of running backs is Taylor. And then the next tier is the eight guys. And I would have Cup, Chase, and Jefferson all in the first round. I would not have any other receivers in the first round.
1: No, I can't. I there. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure I would Very even great. like I would. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Diggs versus like, but then I might take Diggs and Adams above like Javante Williams. So, yeah, it's it's something interesting to consider. Uh, I've thought about doing overall rankings. Uh, What I will not do is do like an overall top 100. I think that's asking too much. And I think that that's actually the opposite of useful because it starts to get too confusing to do overall. I think it's more useful to have Mm -hmm. tiered rankings because every format is different. But I might consider doing, and this is actually, this question has actually kind of inspired me to do this. This would be on my Patreon. Um, But I I might consider doing a top 24, two rounds. There won't be any quarterbacks in there. I might consider doing a regular PPR top 2 rounds 24 overall. Cuz I can maintain that. And that's a small list. Just to give a people a good idea of how to get started in their draft. What how to compare those top players. That's a good idea. I'm actually going to consider doing that later. And I'll announce it. it. You know, sign up for my Patreon for $3 a month. You can get just the rankings. For $5 a month you can get the rankings, my Patreon shows in the Discord, and then the team tiers start, the team management tiers where I actually go through it with you start at 11. Uh, but for just 3 or $5 a month, you can get access to that spreadsheet. Uh, but this is actually a good point. So yeah, I'll, I'll get that done, and then I'll have it to at least refer to uh, by the time we do the next show, uh, even if it's only available on Patreon. BJ, did you watch the DLF video today, Tyler? I think you should take Addison on. I actually did watch the video. I've already talked to Addison about it, um, and I would love to take Addison on. Uh, he's talking about a Sporkle trivia video. and oh, I, would, I, would oh, I love, love
1: Sporkle. That oh, guy was in high school, man.
0: As much as I love Addison, I would kick Addison's ass. <laughs> so. The challenge, the gauntlet has been thrown. Challenge is made. Who do we like best of Zeke, Fournette, and Aaron Jones in Dynasty? Uh, I believe I have them ranked in the same order I have them ranked in redraft: uh, Fournette, Jones, Zeke, in that order.
1: I have the last two flipped.
2: I'm. I think it would be. I, I think it'd be a coin flip for me between Fournette and Jones. But I do. I agree with both of you that Zeke would be the third on the list either way. But after after my points about Jones, like I have them back to back in redraft nine and ten, Leo and and Jones,
0: but And why would you prefer Jones and dynasty? Fournette's younger. Four yeah, Fournette's coming up contract is actually more locked in than Jones's. That's fair.
2: I don't know. I mean, I fe- I just feel like we we talked about it earlier, where it's like the the guys that seem like they could translate down the road. Obviously he's, he's, he makes like big plays and stuff, but yeah. it just seems like he's a lot, he's a lock to get a lot of his production through the
0: air, which. Yeah. I, I like, I don't know. It's just not, he's not Austin. I mean, Austin Eckler to me, like Aaron Jones. Yeah. No his target career high is 68. That's not, that's not a receiving back to me. Like yeah. that's someone, that's a running back who happens to catch some passes. That's, that's not, that's not Camara. That's not like Camara started his career with three eighty reception seasons. Darren Jones hasn't even had 70 targets in any season. So I, I just that's don't fair. see, I, mean, I will tell you, I don't, I don't even have to look it up, but I know from before looking it up that Leonard Fournette has had more target season, uh, higher target seasons than yeah. Leonard that's Fournette fair. has two seasons of receptions. Greater than Aaron Jones's highest ever season in targets. So, that narrative, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah,
2: that's fair. That narrative
0: doesn't sound correct to me. And I'm sure (laughs) if I looked at Ezekiel Elliott, I would find the same thing, that he actually has more (laughs) as well than Aaron Jones. I mean,
2: him I'm just worried about in terms of the general, like full workload.
0: Yes, Ezekiel Elliott, for the record, does have uh, three target seasons higher than any of Aaron Jones career high. That's fair. So so it's, I'm just pointing this out. So the people realize that Aaron Jones is kind of the way people characterize him as like a receiving first back is inaccurate, is an inaccurate uh, characterization. The reason he's been so good is because of his efficiency in the rushing game, large numbers of touchdowns scored, high yards per carry that's why he's been so good not because he's a ppr monster just so the people know uh and sometimes i fall into that trap too uh thinking about it but yeah so i think we talked enough about uh that let's talk about before we move on to my next tier let's talk about david montgomery who i have at 15 and it seems like you guys both had lower so let's start with ryan ryan where did you have david montgomery oh boy (laughs) I'm at
1: 23.
0: You have him at 23. So my 23. next tier, we're gonna get to my next tier, and we'll we'll then we'll kind of start to wrap up. My next tier goes down to 23. <laughs> so you would have had him at the bottom of my next tier. And then, Conan, where do you have him?
2: So I got I have him at 19, and my 19. next I'm tier right in the is yeah. And I, my next tier goes to 25, 20, yeah, 25. Okay. So it's he's like right. Uh, he's still kind of in the top half of this tier for me, but and yeah, there,
0: there's your Fournette and Jones comparison. Um, but you have you have Montgomery in, right in the middle of where Ryan and I have him. So Ryan, let's let's hear from you first. Why why at twenty three? That seems very low to me, considering he's I believe finished higher than that he each has. of the last two years by a lot.
1: Well, last year was nineteen, so not not a lot, but. Yeah, but 19 with many
0: games – many games were missed last year, right? Many games – 19 overall with uh, four games missed. So now he's all the way – it just seems interesting that he's all the way down at twenty. It does
1: seem interesting. When I was placing them, I'm like – maybe I characterized offense and knew it a little too much in this early one. The offense was
0: terrible last year. I mean, it can't be worse than Matt Nagy. I mean – no. they did not help. Did not attend the quarterback meeting. He didn't go to the <laughs> That's meeting. That's fair. He didn't go to the meeting. How could he expect the Whoa. offense to go well if he did not attend the quarterback meeting? He didn't go. So of course it was terrible. So it literally cannot be worse. it cannot be worse than
1: that. Look, maybe I I don't know. The whole contract situation, maybe they maybe they run him into the ground. It's That's just- why I have that's why I have Jacobs higher. I I just presume that. Really,
0: it's funny actually. You mentioned that because I have Jacobs twenty three.
1: Oh, and Montgomery at fifteen. I don't have him much higher. I have, a, I have, I have
2: Jacobs team. one spot above Montgomery as well for that pretty much that reason.
0: Oh yeah. No. So, so we don't, we don't see any of this the same way because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I see it completely differently. Yeah, I see it completely differently. I see that they declined the fifth year option. They drafted Zamir White. I see that they, you know, they restructured Kenyon Drake's contract. So actually his money is guaranteed for this year. So he's not going anywhere this year. So I actually see that they're trying to bring in the Patriots system, our favorite system. That's what we want. The Patriots system. So I have I, Josh Jacobs. is just a total. I have him at the end of my next year, just because I think that he has, he's going to be usable. He's going to give you something, but I am so out on Josh Jacobs for actually the, a lot of the reasons you're saying. I just I guess I just interpreted them differently. Uh, whereas for David Montgomery, they brought in no further competition at all. So I am still in on him. He was good last year with the exact same situation, That's with worse coaching. You
1: are you are a bit higher than consensus. I'm lower. Conan's about on it. So I my my thing with. With Jacobs is like
2: you're you're right, and it's up for interpretation in terms of like, do you think they're gonna run him into the ground because it's his last year, or do you think they're gonna basically start gradually straying away from him because he's in his contract year? Um, but regardless of that, the thing I was looking at was really like I mean, I, I didn't look past the numbers from last year, but I I think the narrative's always been there where he has his splits and wins and losses have definitely been very lopsided
0: where Uh
2: his his uh last year at least he's half half a yard better more touchdowns albeit on more attempts and one extra game but um and maybe I'm wrong on the years prior but I, I thought that was always a maybe it's when winning or in wins whatever it is but and i just think there's no denying that the team as a whole got better and so if if there's similar volume then i just i don't see how he's not you know getting a lighter front and potential to score more touchdowns than than How me. many games
0: do you think they're going to win? Like their division just got became went from the toughest division in football to the even toughest division in football. Like i don't I don't know that saying that we want the Raiders to win a lot of games is a is a selling point.
1: They're going to win a lot of points. The exciting. other
0: thing is Josh Jacobs declined to 14.5 carries per game last year, whereas Montgomery has increased the number of carries per game every year up to 17.3 last year.
2: But what did they do with Josh Jacobs last year? That was different.
0: They threw him the ball more.
2: Like which, way
0: more, which we did
2: not expect, honestly. Like we I didn't expect was, it either. I thought that was never going to break, what, 30 or whatever? And all of a sudden, he's averaging—I I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but like it was, 50, it was fifty-four.
0: So okay, so that's a good. So that's that's true. But now Devonte Adams is there. Yeah, I think the, you the targets are still coming because I don't.
2: know. but I think there's there's definitely more potential for just goal line work at that point.
0: I honestly, I don't know. I Maybe. think
2: it, it, it balances out where you're you're all. I, I your think there's a very risk. True.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a risk that. If Zamir White gets three goal line carries and scores on them all, and that's all he does all year, then Josh Jacobs ceiling was just nuked. That's all it takes. It's all it takes to go from 15 to 23. That's the difference. That's the difference between 15 and 23. That's all it is. That's going to be the difference. If you look at the end of the year, 18 points, that's it. It's going to be, that's all it's going to be over a whole year. So that's, that's my, that's the reason that before the draft, I likely would have had it reversed because I thought, the, uh, you know, I thought the Bears actually needed a running back more uh, than the uh, the Raiders, but that's not how it went. So, yeah, so I have Montgomery at 15 and I just, uh, I see him as very safe. I don't, I don't see any threat unless he gets hurt. I think he's going to finish. And I, they had this debate on the fantasy footballers. Like I, I think Andy had him at like eight and I forget if it was Mike or Jason had him at like where Ryan had him at like 20 something. So the eight was even higher than me, but it's,
2: inter- it's, it's interesting for sure. I remember they had
0: an interesting debate about this. the volume
2: will for sure be there. And I think yeah.
0: like it's just how bad
2: transitioning to a new, you know, obviously fields played some, but he wasn't the full-time starter. They have the new, new personnel. So it really, I think it definitely depends on how much of a step forward they actually take with some yeah. of these organizational and, roster changes
0: so so yeah so i had uh david montgomery in that tier uh with the other higher guys and aaron jones at 16 so let's go on to the next tier uh that i have and then we can talk about that a little bit uh gibson yeah we're getting to him so okay so this tier i felt like had some of the most difficult players to rank and this is why we'll finish off with with this tier and then the the next tier is also kind of a mess Um, yeah (laughs) but we, we can finish off with this tier so At 17, I have Cam Akers, who I feel like is probably one of the hardest players to rank. Yes. Then 18, J.K. Dobbins. Ditto. Uh, 19, Travis Etienne. Ditto times three. Uh, 20, Antonio Gibson. Hmm. Another one. Very
1: difficult. You're higher than me on Gibson this year? Congratulations. Very
0: difficult to rank. And then 21, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, another one. Very, very impossible. And then 22, James Conner, and uh, 23, uh, Josh Jacobs, who we talked about a lot. So I assume that of that, uh, let's talk about, so yeah, so let's talk about, first of all, the guys I named, and then we'll close the show with anyone who was left off that we feel deserves a mention. Um, Let's talk about first the guys I named. So Let's start with I think what the we talked about Josh Jacobs enough. What about Ezekiel Elliott? I have Ezekiel Elliott at twenty one. I feel like that's lower than most, um, but I don't know if it's lower than you guys.
2: It's a whole one spot lower than me.
0: You have him at twenty, Ryan. <laughs> Fifteen.
1: Fifteen.
0: Wow. Nice. I think the torn 15. PCL.
1: The torn PCL really did, man.
0: Oh no. He I know, so and I know he's getting older, cut.
1: and I know that's very risky of me to say
0: <laughs> he looked it. cooked, dude. Like totally cooked. I'm
2: just worried about the you know, the career carry and work threshold. There's that famed fifteen hundred carry mark. Usually they start declining after that unless you're he's right
0: there, isn't he? He's Jeez. he's past it now. Yeah. Past it. What fifteen he's past fifteen hundred? Yeah, sixteen fifty. Yeah. So he's had more volume than I thought.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's (laughs) basically been at 300 every year. Like, I didn't I didn't know he was that
0: high in terms of volume. The efficiency Um, has gone down over time, and he's Mm -hmm. declined in attempts per game every year from 2017 to 2021. So
2: and obviously, so
0: we might not get
2: to him at the today, obviously, but Tony Pollard. When I was looking at some of the some of his stuff it's like obviously smaller sample size but there's a guy behind him that is just uber efficient and like has some really nice metrics (laughs) it's like top 10 in almost everything and i get he he doesn't have to do the dirty work that zeke has to do sometimes and yeah it's a small sample size but unless you're really good you're not like top five in 20 different efficiency metrics you know like yeah i know that's That worries me. And I, I it's, yeah.
0: Do you see Dallas rushing less or mainly just a 50-50 split with Pollard, knocking them both into low-end RB2, RB3 territory? Both. Both. I see Dallas both rushing less and it being... I wouldn't say it's a 50-50 split. I have Pollard at 32. So significantly lower than Zeke. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Um. So Ezekiel Elliott... It could be controversial. I've heard some people still ranking him in the top, t- in the top 12. and like, those people have not watched the last two years of <laughs> he is. I, mean, I,
1: I know that threshold's there, but he still finishes a top 10 back last year. Yeah, but C. he C. looked like I absolute know.
0: garbage. And well, the
1: here's good, the thing. But here's that's the
0: concerning the- thing, is the good games were at the beginning. That's, that's very concerning, that the good games were at the beginning.
1: I, I guess I rank differently. I, I, I assume you rank on points. I rank on where I take, like, take them.
0: No, I rank on the ladder like you do. I don't do projections, well, so I, I rank on where I'd take them. But I don't right. want Ezekiel be Elliott because I think he's washed.
1: I just think that's the that's the area right before all the gas, the question marks we were talking about, like Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins. I know Zeke has his own, but Zeke has long they have list. youth.
0: They have Along youth, and, this list, and they do have youth on their side.
1: With volume workload. Yeah.
2: And that's just like, that's enough for me. Like I am, and I hate to bash on Zeke. Like he's been a stud for years. He's got crazy bell cow roll. Like, yeah. And it's like, but you can't, it's hard to deny. Like, like you said, what 1600 something carries over his career. It's like that, that 1500 mark is usually pretty deadly. You you see Tony behind him in the wings, just like wanting to get more work.
0: (laughs) I mean, Ezekiel Elliott has really two seasons of just absolute superstar production. It's 2016 and 2018. Like those years, he was difference making. Like in 2018, he did it with receptions and his PPR value. In 2016, he did it by being an absolute workhorse on the ground and scoring 15 rushing touchdowns with mm-hmm. averaging over despite averaging over five yards a carry despite 322 carries over 28 games, which is crazy. Even, never. <laughs> <I've> never. <laughs> that. that doesn't happen. No,
1: so, it does not. But, and
0: even 2017 and 2019 were still excellent. They're just not, they weren't quite league winning like 2016 and 2018 level, but they're still excellent. The first four years mm-hmm. of we were excellent. He was consistently top five running back over those four years. Didn't really get hurt. The only time he missed was suspension. So he had four years of excellence, and that was it. Then we had good, and then we had washed. So that's – and now it's going to be more washed.
1: And then, look, I won't be drafting him at ADP or, like, his consensus, consensus at all because, remember, I had Brees Hall ahead of him, and Brees Hall's going behind him by almost a round at this point. I'll just take Brees Hall instead, so –
0: that's crazy. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> understand why people wouldn't take David Montgomery over Ezekiel Elliott because he's going to get the same volume and he's not washed. I, I mean, I got him more. Volume, I got him yeah. a spot ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, I think we can, I don't think, I think people know that I'm not going to be in on Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think they need, they don't need, they need only need repeating that. I don't like Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so let's talk about some of these other players that I think are interesting. So I have Cam Akers at 17. I've heard some people having him in the 30s. Um, I haven't really seen anyone too much higher than 17. No. Sentence yeah, I senses. mean,
2: you, you listed a few. I think you you went Akers, Dobbins, Etienne, Gibson. Yeah. Is that right? So That's I true. have I have that. Well, I have Akers, Dobbins, Gibson, they're back-to-back for me, but I actually have Travis Etienne a little bit higher than that. Higher. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm pretty bullish on him. I just – I think with no Robinson to start the year potentially, I think he's, he's back with his buddy, buddy Trevor. And I think just the offense – I mean, the team, I, I think they want to get the ball out of his hands. And, and I was actually surprised to find out he was – right in the middle, like league average in terms of like pressure time, like per, per snap, um, thought maybe it was quicker, who knows, but, but so I just think they're gonna just want him to dump it down. And they, they, I know they want, they want to use him as a receiver as well, not just catching passes out of the backfield. He's talked about Debo, Debo roll, <laughs> yeah. how he would love that. So, you know, Obviously, some eyes open in there, but so I, I'm just a little bit higher. I just think the the receiving work will will definitely be there. Obviously, the team isn't great, but we saw James Robinson with a full workload on a garbage team be a top, what, five back two years ago, I think. So, yeah, um, I think there's, there's a possibility for him. And I have him at 17. That's right. Seven. As well. Yeah, so so I have him a spot behind in. Brees and one spot ahead of Jacobs and Montgomery.
0: Yeah, I mean it really feels like we have most of the same most of the same guys. I mean, so we have you guys have ETN both at seventeen. I have him at nineteen. I have Acres at seventeen. Where do you guys have him? 18, 19?
2: He is twenty-one for me. Twenty-one, 21 as well.
0: Yeah, twenty-one. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then, each other over here. Yeah. And then I feel like there was also Dobbins who actually in ECR consensus is at 22. I had him at 18. So it's actually higher <laughs> on I'm, Dobbins. I'm no 22. I'm high. right
2: behind Cam.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Tyler. I have him at 18. 18. So I do feel like with, I mean, really, I kind of see Akers, Dobbins, ETN, and Gibson as having some similarities and some differences in that they're varying levels of i guess not gibson really acres dobbins and etn have some, are more similar gibson to me is more in the jacobs crew um of knowing what they are but acres i feel like of all of them has the most upside in a way which is that the we know the rams offense is good we know they want him to be the workhorse if he can actually do it and play well acres could be top five whereas i don't see dobbins is never going to be top five not with Lamar, not with splitting carries. It's just it's not possible. They're not getting receiving work. They don't throw to the running back at all. Dobbins can't be top Gosh. five. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, yeah. But we'll, there's so we'll many. But there's just no way. Dobbins is never going to be top five. Where And then Etienne, he could be, but it's such a black box. We have no idea if that offense is good. That offense could be horrible. And if the offense is horrible, he's not going to be top five. And there's, we don't know if Robinson is coming back. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's some obstacles. For him, we, he's never played in the NFL. We've never actually seen him be good on an NFL field. We don't know. And the track record for guys who missed their full first full year due to injury is a disaster. I mean, there's nobody. There's really nobody who's done that and then been good later. It's the track You have to go so That's far back to find anybody who's had that career path. Uh, and there's a couple quarterbacks. Um, but running back or wide receiver, it's Darius Geis, Kevin White, you know... <laughs> Those are those are the two most prominent recent names. I'm um, hoping he
2: has like a, a Blake Griffin type, you know, missed first. Yeah, missed no, in pitch. basketball
0: it's more common. <laughs> Basketball's a lot more common, but in, in football, not That'd so much. Be nice. But yeah. I do like him. I liked him as a prospect a lot. It's not like I didn't I disliked him or anything. And that's why I have him eight at nineteen. I just if I have to choose, I'm gonna pick the guys in Acres and Dobbins that I've seen be good in the NFL who are in the better offenses over the one I haven't seen be good in the NFL, who's not in the better offense.
1: You know um, that family guy I meme mean, where they take the box? Yeah, or the boat. Over the, over the boat? Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing here. At the end. But
0: I have them box all in the, the same boat. tier because Akers and Dobbins have risk. Both injuries, Akers didn't look the same after his injury, and Dobbins that's still why not so nowhere, just to has more be, just more. nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. I think those three to me are very similar, and it's just kind of – depends on who you, you know, what 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 do you want to gamble on? Do you want to make the gamble that Akers is really healthy? Do you want to make the gamble that Dobbins actually gets receiving work and goal line work? Or do you want to gamble that Travis Etienne is actually good, which we've never seen? What which you can pick your pick your poison on that. But then yeah. I think it gets to a very different gamble, which is Antonio Gibson. That's a very different situation. To me, Antonio Gibson and Josh Jacobs are the exact same. They are sharing backfields with two other players. The only reason that I have Gibson higher is that I think Gibson is better than Jacobs. I think Gibson's better. So I I went with the talent. The player I think is more talented over the one I think is less talented. Um, I think we've seen more flashes of Gibson being a higher-end talent, whereas I think Josh Jacobs we know is just okay. For me, is just okay, nothing more.
2: Fair. I have. I mean, I definitely also have Gibson as a low end, low end RB two, just barely in the RB two range. I mean, obviously, I, I I was hopeful at the beginning of the off season. You know, it was like, oh, McKissick left, you know, all the cheers yeah. were- for like an hour. Oh my goodness, and then he came back. And then they drafted Brian Robinson. And it's just like, it just seems like they're making moves of a team that absolutely does not trust him with any type of full workload. Yeah. And it's, and it's the same thing. We're just hoping it's like, Oh, if he gets the receiving work and it's like, no, they brought back the guy, they gave all the receiving work. And then now they have another guy who they might spell him with in the early downs. And that could take over if he
0: goes down, like with that, early down roll, and so that's exactly the situation i see josh jacobs in and yes this is why gibson is 20 and jacobs is 23
1: touchdowns though
0: that's why gibson is 23 spots higher the
1: only reason i have gibson
0: at 20 is because like i said i'd rather take my chances with acres dobbins and Etienne, who i think have real upside whereas gibson's upside was just nuked by brian robinson appearing it's actually worse than it was so now i think his upside is like 11 or 12 that's the best case. Yeah. So I'd rather take the guys who I think have more upside at this stage. That's why I have Gibson at 20. Fair, fair.
1: That's fair. But he's
0: not wrong. Louis is not wrong. That's why, again, why I have Gibson above Jacobs? Because I think that Gibson is better. I think he's shown more.
1: Upside, anyway. these are This is a tier where the team decisions really come in, like after Dobbins. like It, it seems like a team decision kind of thing.
0: Um, I don't really Kinda. think about it that way because you can always, unless you're playing a best ball, maybe. If you're playing a best ball, maybe. But if you're playing a redraft draft or like redraft where you draft and then just play or a dynasty where we're, you're ranking as if uh, you have these players, I don't think about it that way. I just think about, because you make moves. So I just think about the players I would want based on their ceiling and overall, this is just the order that I would like them. Uh, but yeah, I, I do see Gibson and Jacobs as having a lot of parallels. Um, they're both about the same age as well. Both 1998 birthdays. So very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and then the only other player in this tier who I assume you guys have much higher than me, maybe I'm wrong, is James Conner who I have at 22. Uh, who I just, I guess I just have no interest in compared to... Because uh, that's so, a So I am way lower.
2: What's, so I, I want to hear the, the like, why? Why, I guess.
0: Why? Oh sure, I mean he scored 15 touchdowns last year. That is an outlier compared to his previous career. It's a team with a quarterback who runs again. I don't, I don't see this anyway. He's going to score 15 touchdowns again on 202 carries. It wasn't a large carry volume. He was incredibly inefficient on the carries that he had. It was actually his worst efficiency season of all time of his career. So it's actually the worst. He didn't really have more attempts per game either. or was 13 and a half compared he had 13 the year before. He had 16 and a half in his great year, 11.6 in 2019. So it was kind of in the middle, nothing special. Uh, receiving wise, he did catch 37 of his 39 catches so of targets, a good catch rate, but 39 targets in 15 games is nothing special. That's like, that's okay. That's that's nothing, nothing to write home about. So all that happened was he wasn't particularly efficient, he wasn't good really as a runner. Receiving, it was just catching a bunch of balls, not doing a lot with them. Although he did have, you know, he did have a, couple, have a, of nice, a couple really nice receiving plays that I remember.
2: Yeah, how many receiving touchdowns did he have? Three, have that which, also, which is not
0: bad. It definitely uh, helps. Yeah, uh, that helps. But I just don't think that there's any way that he's going to duplicate 18 total touchdowns. I don't think he's that good. And, you know, I was more in on him before the Cardinals signed Darrell Williams, who I also have, as I think the people know, I have a very, very large soft spot for Darrell Williams. Uh, I think Darrell Williams is very good. Um, not that he was particularly efficient, either. Um, but I do think that he is is competent. And he I, was, uh, yeah. he, I mean, he's, he's
2: definitely more competent and capable and, like, some a, a backup, you actually have to maybe slide slide people down a rank or two and stuff like that. Like, signing their signing Williams for sure brought me down on James Conner not not too much you know it's not I don't imagine they're going to be like splitting the workload 50 like 60 40 or anything like that but I think one he's a great great handcuff um a cheap great handcuff
0: a great, yeah yeah
2: um that's that's number one but also two I just think I I just even if he I don't expect him getting 15 on the ground but I could see easily over 10 in an offense in that offense and and it's like I think hasn't someone gotten at least 10 each like didn't Kenyon Drake have like 12 or something year before like like they have someone that's just a pounder each year it seemed the last two years and and I think it's because and I think as it as we go on I think they more so don't want Kyler to do uh you know like a some type of read where he tries to run in. Like if they're on the within five yards, I think they want to be able to just let someone pound it in. And obviously Connor was able to do that. And I don't see 15, 18 total, but I think 10 is pretty realistic. And I think that still lands. uh,
0: when that's what you're relying on, not rushing volume, not receiving, but a high volume of touchdowns when that's all it is. that's the only good thing, nothing else that the off- is the
2: offense, terrifying. Too,
0: the offense is good, but yeah. there are plenty of teams with good offenses where the touchdowns do not come for the running back. It's not a guarantee. That's, that's and Dar- fair. Darrell Williams had more targets and more receptions last year, despite being a part-time player than James Conner. So yeah, you know, I do think that he's going to lead the way uh, in terms of, I mean, he's a far better pass blocker than James Conner. It's not James Conner's area of expertise. Um, and Darrell Williams is one of the best uh, pass blockers. You know, Patrick Mahomes himself vouched for him. And then they also did okay. draft Keontae Ingram, which seems kind of honestly odd now. I don't know what what he's going to do, but, you know, yeah. he's out there. So at the very least, it would, you know, we're not going to go back to the James Conner 25 carries a game role that he had for a few a few games there. They, they don't want that. They don't want to do that. They... Um, they want to split the work, but yeah, I understand that twenty-two could be a little bit low. I just honestly, I just don't, I don't buy it. I don't think he was really better. I just
2: What's think. consensus, Ryan? You have that up? Uh, I, I have think it. It's fifteen. Yeah, fifteen.
1: 15?
2: Okay. Yeah, that's. So I'm right way lower. I'll have never him. have him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't understand. Like David Montgomery and is going behind him. Brees Hall is going behind him. I just, I couldn't. Travis Etienne as well. I just couldn't imagine it. I really couldn't, uh, those guys, I would much rather. I, I, Akers is, and Dobbins as well. Uh, I just think those guys are way better. I don't, yeah. And yeah, living off touchdowns. It's just, it's just a That's dangerous fair. bet. It's just a dangerous bet to make on someone who wasn't really efficient and who just wasn't really good at anything else. That Those seasons don't tend to repeat usually. That's you have, fair. I mean, remember Mm-hmm had that one of touchdown. Course. Yeah. <laughs> I know but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, Garrett Blunt had that one touchdown outlier season and then he never, ever did any, never. Mike Gillisley. Remember him? Oh same, same thing though. That one touchdown outlier Gilles
2: guy, right?
0: Yeah. The one touchdown outlier. And then, you know, there's never again. It, it happens. And I just, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. And, you know, my rank wasn't all that great. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. So, I have the, um, I have the same top twenty three as the consensus. Actually, not in the same order, but the same top twenty three. And I'll just read them off, start to finish. And then after I read them off, you. So we'll we'll close the show with this. You guys tell me if there's anyone, uh, anyone that I left off that you guys have like pretty high. Although I, I'm not sure that there is. So I have Jonathan Taylor at one, then Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Mixon, Kamara, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Antonio Gibson, Zeke, James Conner, and then Josh Jacobs kind of rounds out that last tier. So is there anyone that I left off that you guys have – Higher or are we kind of in in agreement? Yeah, I the same top twenty three. You have the same top twenty three. So different order, different order. Okay,
2: yeah, different order, same top twenty three. But technically, I kind of included two more, so twenty four and twenty five.
0: I included in the same tier as this last one. Yeah, and consensus has the tier going up to twenty five. Uh, but it's interesting that we all had, I, I chose 23 because that's where I broke the tier. And I. it's interesting that all three of us and consensus have the exact same top 23. So I do think that that says something, well, that I mean, we all have the matching top 23. So that I do feel good that I broke the tier there if we all match the top 23. Yeah. There's uh, so like, much uncertainty after that. But yeah, so l- one last thing, I guess. So who are those two players? Who are the two players that you include?
2: i have clyde and eli mitchell
0: okay yeah so the, the consensus has uh mitchell and dylan in the in the bigger in the next tier in the, in the same tier they have mitchell and dylan in the same tier um I just think I, it's
2: it's the ambiguous like eli already obviously like kind of broke out his rookie season but they drafted you know tyrian davis price jeff wilson's yeah. healthy uh will he get that full workload he's basically a non-factor in the passing game but i think you know if they just hand him the full workload like they did half the most of the time last year he's a he's definitely a lock to be a rb2 at least even if it's a low end um and then clyde i just think i'm just like i'm eating all those all the news about his his uh what his something all Ball bladder. Ball bladder yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. and then I just think like obviously Mahomes has been saying they're going to spread the ball out more. Uh, I just think you know no one's going to be the clear target hog besides Kelsey in that offense. Like I don't think any of the one any one receiver is going to step up and like rep- not not replace obviously, but get even close to as many targets as Tyreek. So I think
0: <laughs> you're getting heckled
2: i don't know i think i i believe in the pass catching work i know they signed rojo but i i i just think it's it's there it's there i don't know i'm sure it'll backfire on me like it has i
0: I think it will yeah
2: years but you know
0: oh man i have um i do have mitchell at 24 i debated why I debated if Mitchell belonged in, in the tier with the other guys, but I chose to leave him off. If it's more clear uh, that he's really going to be the guy, like for sure, uh, then I will I will move him back into that tier. But it's interesting. We all have Mitchell at 24 and consensus mm-hmm. agrees with us with having Mitchell at 24. After that, I think it would go off the rails. Um, I have mm-hmm. at 29, so way lower. Um but yeah, after that, I think it's, so Mitchell was kind of the one who was like between tiers for me. After that, it's a clear drop, like significant. I debated which tier to put Mitchell in. And it's interesting. We all had him at 24. So maybe he does belong in in the, uh, I guess my tier four, maybe he does belong in there. Uh, but after that, it definitely gets, you know, because yeah, honestly, like what I really prefer Mitchell, Mitchell versus Josh Jacobs, I feel like that's kind of a toss up. So maybe he does belong in there. Maybe I should change that on the fly. <laughs> All right, things, things happen. Things happen on the fly. So yeah, I just put Mitchell in that tier, I guess, with Akers, Dobbin, Ctn, and Gibson. Yeah, because Mitchell's kind of the same bet to me as Jacobs in a, a lot of ways. So yeah, a bit that's where I, f- I kind of that's where I felt that tier
2: yeah. kind of ended, and Go there's ahead. a little bit of a gap between the next guys that are, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, because yeah. to me the difference between Mitchell and the other guys is a pretty big gap. So maybe Mitchell more belongs in that, in that uh, fourth tier. So we did the first four tiers today, 24 running backs. we talked about a few other guys. Uh, and then I have, uh, I still have, yeah, uh, the other half of the running back range to discuss. And I'm thinking in some ways that'll be, it'll be a very different discussion. It'll be a discussion of the second half of the range, uh, a <laughs> lot more speculative guys. Um, let's cover the last few questions in the chat and then we'll uh, close up the show. So Louis says, name a few running backs. You take James cook over. Um, uh, redraft. um uh, I mean, I have James redraft, Cook, yeah. pretty low. Yeah, I have James Cook. It I have him at thirty-five, but um, eh, I mean, in in redraft, you know, he's just ahead of like Ramondre Stevenson, Gordon, Pierce. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm, I'm not thirty.
2: Thirty. So yeah, so I, I have him. I have him lower. <laughs> yeah. I have, I, I don't think Stevenson I'll be getting... right above him, but I have him over Rojo and Damian Pierce. So the
0: next two underneath. I won't get any Cook at 35. So only Ryan yeah. would have any Cook with his ranking of 30. <laughs> um, it,
1: consensus. consensus is right now at 34. So you might actually.
0: Mm, I don't buy it. I don't believe that consensus. I think that consensus is a little behind. I think consensus is more around where you have him at 30. Uh, Mitchell on a second for 106. When now, I'm going to take the 106. Yeah, I'll take Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams, probably. And as always, thanks for the show. Yeah, no problem.
1: I love I love doing the show. Yeah, I wanted to thank <laughs> these two for backpacking me today. I feel terrible.
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, bro. That's Get why I didn't rest, say much. Dude. Uh, Get some rest. Um,
1: That's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, if
0: you've made it to the end of the show, I appreciate you. Uh, we have all of our Twitter accounts right there. Mine's mostly blocked by the. I guess mine's mostly blocked by the mic, but they're all right there. Uh, <laughs> you know where to find me. If you're here on this channel uh, and you like you like the video, leave it a like, leave it a comment, subscribe uh, to the channel. Subscribing is obviously the uh, most important. Um, we want to reach that thousand subscriber threshold. That would that would be amazing. Uh, so, but as always, all of your support has been great. Um, and yeah, I'll have Astia tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, and that'll be with uh, Hutch. So Hutch will be on with me and Cal. Um, I had a
1: big a big day this past weekend. I know. I saw
0: that. Yeah. And then uh, next week on here, I have uh, we'll have Jesse to do the other half of the running backs. Um, and yeah, Conan, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. it. This was this was a great show. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Thank you
2: for having me. I I've been meaning to try to get on, and I got to run off to work in, in a little bit. But uh, I was I that. was happy to be able to squeeze it in and talk some running backs with you. And
0: I'll, I'm sure I'll be back
2: again soon. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will I definitely love to have you back. Um but anyway if you yeah, thanks to everyone for watching. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> yes, comment for the algorithm if you're watching the replay, leave a like, yes, do those <laughs> things. Um but yeah, th- thanks to everyone and I will uh see you all later. Cheers.
2: Have a good one.